Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What happened? Uh, had a slight weapons malfunction, but uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? We're sending the squad up. Uh, uh, negative, negative. We have a, a reactor leak here uh, now. Give us a few minutes to lock it down. Uh, large leak, very dangerous. Who is this? What's your operating number? Boring uh, conversation anyway. Luke, we're going to have company! Nolsoft Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit shoutcastshoutcast.com. Hi, this is Lisa Stevens, president of the Star Wars Official Fan Club, and you're listening to Star Wars On Direct. Sitlan.net, c'est... Les toutes dernières actualités sur l'univers Star Wars. Plusieurs dossiers sur la saga. Des événements et rencontres entre fans. Un énorme forum de discussion. Une radio web à contenu 100% Star Wars, incluant une ligne ouverte en direct. Plusieurs concours ouverts au Québec et en Europe. Et bien plus encore. Ne résistez pas à la tentation du côté obscur. Cliquez sur le www.citlan.net. Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. Star Wars on Direct is brought to you by SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company or, quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Transmissions. A communications disruption can mean only one thing. Here they come. The coordinate tractor beam is pulling us in. You may fire when ready. Commence primary ignition. Are we okay? Are we good? Yep. Okay, yep. we're good. And uh, so, 
like start all over again? Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, welcome everybody to Star Wars <laughs> <Hell> Direct. <laughs> As uh, Han was saying a little bit earlier, we've been. Uh, I was on mute. We were facing <laughs> a little bit of uh, technical difficulties here, but it's okay now. Everything's fixed. Woo! Our server are back online. You're listening to us live. Woo. So uh, great. We are. We want to salute everyone who's in the chat right now. Adam One and uh, Star Wars Fanworks and uh, everybody else who's listening to us out there. So um, of course. Not log off. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, I am here with my producer uh, Danny. Hi. Hello. And my co-host uh, Kit Fisto. Hello, hello. Hello. So um, if you check the webcam, uh, I'm the one on the right. You can see my arm on the left. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe from time to time you'll see my face, my nose, or something. You yeah. Know? Just uh, a silhouette. I wanted to say parts of my anatomy, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, uh, today we're going to have the hyperspace segment, uh, as usual. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Star Wars Missile Issues. Yep. And uh, we have events coming up, pretty, pretty, pretty events coming up. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Final Prophecy, uh, sadly, sadly enough, without our friend uh, Nathan Mather from StarWarsFanWigs.com. And, uh, of course, you can always contact us here at Star Wars on Direct because this is a live interactive show. So, Kit Fisto, how, yes, can, how uh, can they contact you us? You can send us an email at studio at swendirect.com by MSN Messenger, swendirect at hotmail.com or by phone in the Montreal area, 514-942-1138. And on the chat, link on the main site. Here you Great. go. So, right now we're going to talk about a little something that's been buttering us for a week. What happened to the server last week? <laughs> well, uh, for what we think was an electrical problem, <laughs> we're not sure, but it's probably it. Uh, the server we were hosted on just drilled or burned. Barbecue. Barbecue. That's it. <laughs> the three hard drive got corrupt at the same time. The main, uh, the main disc, the backup disc, and our own disc. So uh, it was bad. Yeah, it was <laughs> really bad. We had to uh, go back to an old backup uh, dating from April of this year, and we reconstructed from there. And, I and just sadly enough, we're still missing a, a few images, and yeah. there's still a couple of broken links. So yeah. if you ever visit our website and see a couple of links that are broken or something missing or something that's not right, just let us know. Exactly. I uh, I also got all the archive up, so uh, it took me a long time to uh, upload all the uh, the previous shows, but they're all available now. So you can download them if you want to. Great. We're at our fourth English show, I think. Is that right? Third? Fourth? That's our third English show. Okay. If I so believe. Yes. Should be our third. Third. Third or fourth. Yeah, I don't remember. Third live. We don't see the time go. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're too busy doing other things in fandom. Yeah. And of course, that's our main subject today, extreme fans. And uh, we're going to be having tons of fun, I'm sure, talking about that. Uh, we're going to be talking with uh, a couple of people, uh, one of my friends from Omaha, Nebraska, and uh, of course, uh, we, wanted we wanted to tell you about a little something that happened earlier to us tonight. Uh, just before that, uh, people can send us their phone number of if, course. if they want us to uh, call them. We're calling people now, so... Uh, yes, if you want to talk to us, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we will call you. <laughs> 
on our fee, so you don't have anything to pay. So, isn't that great? Thank you, our dear producer, Danny. <laughs> no problem. And, um... As I was saying earlier, we decided to actually go see a movie uh, in between two shows, and uh, that's why we got the. That's why we got a little late, and you know all the technical problems. Yeah, we got here about ten minutes before the show uh, (laughs) exactly to go on the air. So of course Murphy pumped into it, and uh, so basically what we we've been we've been to the uh, one of the showings of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new version with Jessica Biel. She's a beautiful lady. She's a really bad actress. <laughs> well, she's not. She's not Oscar material. That's what we okay. can say. But it was a really good movie because of one particular little detail, and that's the fact that you can see Harry Knowles' head have haven't been cut off, just laying somewhere on one of the shelves on, of the leather mask guy. <laughs> it was really hilariously funny. And that's related to our show because Harry Knowles is the, the uh, webmaster of AintedCoolNews.com, who actually is supposed to be to have seen uh, Star Wars: Attack of the Clones before and before uh, a lot of people. <laughs> so we're gonna go to a small uh, musical break. We're gonna be listening to "Crawling in the Dark" from Hoobastank, and we'll be right back with the hyperspace segment right after that.
on my mark. All right, stand by. And welcome back to Star Wars on Direct. You know, we at the show do this little segment called Hyperspace. And just like the hyperspace service of StarWars.com, you can actually watch us through a webcam, but you don't have to pay for it. That's, no. the, that's the nice thing about us. Um, of course, we don't tell you all the news that comes out from there, but uh, there's a couple of good shots uh, in our little, uh, in our little uh, extracts. You know, We filter what's really good to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically what's going to happen is that for the next 10 minutes, we're going to be talking about uh, Star Wars... Uh, hyperspace news. That's okay, I don't need the chrono. <laughs> no, we're gonna have it anyway. No, it's okay. <laughs> and, uh, of course, uh, what we ask our fans is that you don't discuss the actual uh, spoilers that we're gonna be talking about for the next 10 minutes in the chat room, nor in any uh, unspoiled or non-spoils, non-spoiler uh, forums out there on the internet. If you want to talk about uh, spoilers on our chat rooms, you can always go to the room one of the Star Wars on web ch- uh, web chat. Here you go. All right, so we're going to be starting this right now. The uh, website Latino Review actually had an interview with Hayden Christensen about Episode Three and uh, a couple of other movies that he's uh, actually coming up with. The um, the interview was really interesting about uh, a couple of facts that uh, they were asking Aiden to confirm if episode 3 was either going to be a little bit darker, like a lot darker than the other movies. Uh, he said, yes, the movie is really, really dark. Uh, however, it has to touch a particular audience and uh, a more spe- specific audience. And um, it's going to be a really more darker film than all the other ones. So I'm guessing that we're the audience, the fans. The specific audience. The specific audience. I hope we are. I hope it's not little kids. Yeah. It will be, though. <laughs> no, it's, no, it won't. Look at it, look at episode two. It can be. It just can be. So, in any case, we, i got to go through this. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, Nick, Gillard, Ma- Nick Gillard Manson mentioned that uh, the lightsaber uh, fights would be extreme in a movie, and it would be one of the best... Uh, fight scenes that you've ever seen in uh, Star Wars even better than Dooku versus Yoda Aiden said uh, that he honestly believed the final fight uh, will be extreme to the point that it, it should go over all the other, the other fights we've seen in Star Wars and all the other movies uh, it's the longest fight he's ever done he, had, he hasn't seen it like n- edited and all but he can say that just unedited it's really cool um, of course, we're going to see Anakin and Obi-Wan uh, fighting together. Uh, Anakin is supposed to be the best one, but he's not the uh, winner of the, of, the, of the actual duel. Uh, we're going to see the, uh, the, the story progress through that fight a little bit. And of course, uh, we've been receiving a lot of uh, information from our dear Friday spy, Darth Friday from TheForce.net. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> let's Good call sign, guys. Let's speculate like we did uh, at the French show. Let, no? let me finish this and okay. I'll speculate after okay. that, okay? okay. <laughs> so, of course, uh, when Lucas was working on uh, Episode 3 Story, he actually, believed, he actually thought of a couple of concepts that were already in his mind from a couple of years back. And uh, now, they're actually back in his mind, but not all of them will be actually taken back. A lot of these concepts have been dropped for the movie. Um, of course, the, uh, the, the fact that Jar Jar would actually uh, 
get back on him and, uh, you know, have himself uh, given a little bit better... Uh, a little better view to the fans and everything uh, that's been dropped. He's not gonna buy himself back to the eyes of the uh, of the fans, so we can't expect to do that. In episode three, yeah, he's gonna be there, and uh, sadly, he's not gonna be there to die. Uh, that's that's another concept that has been dropped, but um, he's gonna be there just in the background, and we're not gonna see a lot of him. Uh, another thing that the uh, actual spy was telling us is that he, he and one of his friends, who's actually working pretty close to episode 3 production was were watching the Adventures of Robin Hood DVD and at one point you can see Errol Flynn and Basil Rathbone are they're fighting like out of the uh, camera field and you can actually see their shadow on the wall keeping on fighting you know uh, we've seen that in a couple of other movies like uh, it's classic yeah it's a classic it's, it's a classic scene and apparently his friend told him that they were g- we're going to see that like pretty soon something in something else something like that yeah, that would be cool. The other thing is, the lightsaber cast a shadow. <laughs> More after this. <laughs> there are lights. Yeah, that's it. We're gonna. Well, it's always possible, you know, depending on of the actual background lighting. Uh, we're gonna see Padme die in uh, episode three, or are we? Uh, we're gonna be coming back to that that little rumor a little bit further in the in the in the segment. Uh, Padme uh, should be should be killed by uh, by Anakin. Uh, while the, while he's fighting with uh, Obi Wan, he's gonna use the Force to actually strangle her, but he's gonna a little bit he's gonna use it a little bit too bad. But I think that the duel will begin after after the strangulation. Yeah, yeah. There, oh, so many so many possibilities. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, of course he didn't meant to, to kill her, but uh, he will. And uh, sadly enough, Anakin's gonna wake up after this bad blow of dark side-ish force and someone's going to tell him like what he has become and he's going to be like so pissed off that mm-hmm. he's going to I read it was Palpatine that tells him yeah probably if, it, it. if it's after he burn up yeah it's going to be Palpatine well he's going he's gonna to destroy his room but another source tells us that it is because he's told that he actually killed Padme that he goes yeah. he goes wacko what I what I have imagined is like in the Matrix you see Anakin like doing some kind of a force bubble and just like Neo yeah. starts to yeah. fly, you know. Yeah, it it's ripple. It, yeah. it does ripple on the it metal ripples to the force. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> this is nice. Okay, of course, uh, Mace Windu will be actually fighting against Palpatine, and uh, the the li- the lightning from that Palpatine actually takes out of his hands there are going to be deflected by light, by Mace Windu Mace Windu's lightsaber and apparently they're going to go straight into Anakin's eyes ouch it, it it hurts of course Anakin will be really frustrated and he's going to be jumping on Mace and chopping his ha- his arm off that would probably explain one of the death of the famous death of uh, of uh, Mace Windu I'm hoping he get his head cut you know just in a little homage to uh, Django Fett that would be cool but I, I hope he will defend happen. himself a, a little bit. Yeah, I not hope to. Not just get slashed by Mace. Uh, by Anakin. Yeah, let's hope so. It's supposed to be a grand death. So. Yeah. Uh, of course, some other rumors came up about the uh, death of Padme again that Lucas has actually explored the both ways. That one way is that she dies, the other way is that she doesn't die. And... Uh, Apparently, it's going to be very easy to actually just switch from one side to the other. So this is going to do just like uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, where they shoot 
two different endings mm-hmm. for each movies, and they're gonna give us like whatever wha- whatever happens but when it's gonna happen. But I hope it's not uh, Padme doesn't die because of this scene in Return of the Jedi when Luke, uh, Luke, Luke asks talking Leo yeah. about her mother. If Leo is speaking about her mother, but we know that it's not her real mother. It could be a handmaiden. Yeah, but the, the, yeah, the emotion, before, but the emotion, it, it will destroy the moment. Of course. Well, there will be a new planet in episode 3, and uh, Obi-Wan will be sent to that new planet to actually uh, uh, interact with all the Separatist leaders. Uh, and may actually trace Anakin back to this planet, so she's going to go to the planet and find Anakin. Uh, sadly, this uh, this dark Jedi in beginning has already eliminated all the separatists uh, from the surface of the planet. He's going to kill everybody. In a mad burst of love. <laughs> Isn't that poetic? Uh, of course, Panmi won't have actually completed his, her maternity, and uh, Anakin believes she's only in... she's a pregnant of one child. Uh, Anakin will, as, I, as we were saying earlier, strangle Panmi with the Force, but Obi-Wan will actually take her, take his lightsaber off and start fighting with Obi-Wan, which will d- defect the attraction from uh, Panmi. However, she's going to be dead, and they're not gon- the twins are not going to actually be born by natural... Uh, how do you say it? <laughs> Naturally. They won't yeah. be born naturally. They'll have okay. to have a cesarean. Yeah. As easy as that. There you go. Y- do you remember the scene with the Tauntaun in Empire Strikes Back, oh, anyone? Oh, no, come <laughs> on. It will be similar to that. <laughs> That's right. But less graphic. Yeah. Anyway, it's... It, it's but it's I- if it's PG-13, they yeah. could go more graphic. It's going to be, it's, it's gonna be sure. a graphic movie, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, actually, the uh, the twins will be will be born on a new world that we haven't seen yet and uh, apparently the name for the for the bad guy would probably be General Grievous oof because you'll be grieving about it you know a lot ha 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 isn't that so Anakin will be fighting against uh, Count Dooku and uh, he's going to be fighting against him in his uh, in his spaceship uh, Palpatine is going to be sitting in a chair right next to a big window with a nice panorama behind him uh, the the, uh, the room is strangely identical to the throne room in Return of the Jedi hmm Death Star anyone? Uh, however the ship is is uh, really long really thin and like duck skin, you know? It's really, really, really less. It's... How do you say that? Come on, less. Smooth. Smooth, yeah. Smooth. smooth. I I ain't smooth. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't no smooth. Uh, Obi-Wan and his troops are actually going to be looking for Grievous and they're going to go fight him on the new planet, which should be called something around the name of Planet Mustafar. Mustafa? (laughs) No. Wow, that <laughs> this so doesn't sound like Middle Easting. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no sign. Nope, no. nope, nope. Uh, we're gonna see a lot of different planets with a lot of different uh, clone uh, clone groups, and we're gonna see a lot of fighting in Episode Three. So that's it for hyperspace okay, for now. No. Yes. No. Yes. There you go. So we can uh, stop. Reset. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. Okay. okay. Uh, maybe maybe uh, mention in the chat that that's our, right. That spoilers are off, but Two there's a delay. So yeah. Okay. Now for some Miss miscellaneous news. Star Wars news. I'm gonna go quick on, on those. 
there's a rune of Dentuin that's coming out uh, pretty soon, and the, the we uh, we got some detail on the official site. Uh, the players uh, will be able to uh, the readers, excuse me, the readers will be able to uh, meet with non-player characters uh, in the of the game, uh, like Nim from the Jedi Starfighter game. Uh, readers will also uh, be able to meet with Leia, uh, like if they were playing in the Star Wars Galaxy game, they will find her at the Rebel base on Corellia. Uh, the two main characters of the book, uh, the heroes, uh, will be add, added to the Star Wars Galaxy game as non-player characters, and uh, also a creature, a mute a mutated creature uh, created by the author will also be added to the game so uh, players will be able to meet with those two heroes and they'll know the background of, of those two non-player no, characters and why they're giving those kind of mission to them interesting it's a, it's a great interactive thing okay next there's rumor for, uh, for Knights of the Old Republic 2 uh, the rumor is for uh, the end, uh, but the the game should come out at the end of 2004 uh, or the first quarter of 2005. The game will not be developed by Bioware, but by Obsidian Entertainment. I like uh, the name, but I'm not too sure about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, the the game should take place about a couple of years after the first installments of Knights of the Old Republic and uh, it will be a completely different storyline uh, the character will not be the same well what do you know how to take a really good game and turn it crappy <laughs> haven't we seen LucasArts do something like okay, that and yeah. also uh, Rebel X which is uh, uh, Rogue Squadron Rogue Leader and Rebel Strike will uh, will appear on the Xbox at supposedly at the same time as the classic trilogy on DVD in 2004 to be continued alright yeah. and also uh, Simon Jeffrey the president of LucasArts stepped down of his uh, of his presidency C <laughs> no his CEO of his job whatever <laughs> uh, October 9th and uh, he, he was working on uh, Star Wars Galaxies and Knights of the Old Republic no reason was was given to the general public. Yep. Let, let's exactly. just say that he was also the one who actually. Well, he was the one. He was the one, the, the one who announced the cancellation of Full Throttle 2 to the general public, which was probably pretty bad, uh, just in itself, to have the, that game canceled on his shift. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is not good. Just and not that good. will be all for the miscellaneous news. So, that's great. Uh, right now we're going to be listening to a little something called, uh, well, by one of our actual friends, uh, Mr. Jeff Rooney's, and uh, we're going to be listening to these Tatooine TVs, episode 7, actually. And uh, After the, the music, after the It's going to be playing during the break, so right now we're going to go to a little musical break. We're going to be coming back with the Extreme Star Wars fan subject right after this Show Me How to Live by Audioslave.
connecting to the gasoline TV signal. Initiating decoding sequence. Decoding sequence successful. Initiating download. Warning. Only audio portion available. Proceeding with audio download. Cow heart. You're going to see a lot more wind. There's a sense of, I don't know. Howdy, folks. Ever since the Imperial occupation here on Tatooine, the life of the moisture farmer has gone downhill. So what we're going to do is we're going to put on a concert. It's going to be called Moisture Farmer Aid, and it's going to be on the weekend of September 42nd. We're going to be at the Moss Espa Arena. We're going to have some great artists out there. Uh, Willie Nelson and his parole officers are going to be there. Bob Dylan and a translator is going to be there. We're going to have the Dixie Chicks and a bunch of people picking it outside. And the Moss Isley Five, of which, as you know, I'm a part of the Moss Isley Five with my brother Jeb, Eb, and Irving. And we're going to give you a little taste of a brand new song that we're going to play for you there at the Moisture Farmer Aid concert. Here it is. I fell in love with an anchor head. Her father wished that I was dead. How was I know that just a kiss would lead to this? Well, life sure ain't no fun when you're always on the run. I wish I'd never fell in love and anchor head. When her dead bought that big old plaster, it made me run so much faster. Well, life sure ain't no fun when you're always on the run. I wish I'd never fell in love and anchor head. Yes, sir. Hoo-wee. That is one heck of a song, and we're going to be playing it at the Moisture Farmer Aid Concert, September 42nd, at the Moss Espa Arena. Be there and leave all your probe droids at home. Thank you. From the makers of Tauntaun Toddies, we bring you our Qui-Gon's Gin, a smooth liqueur that smells like dewback sweat and burns all the way down and out. It's only for the most discriminating taste, and here's someone who knows. You know, I, I love Qui-Gon's Gin. If you can get past the taste, the sm- uh, smell, and the way it makes you feel, it makes me feel like I'm a Fire. <laughs> fire. Qui-Gon's Gin. It'll set your life on fire. Really? Never. And we mean never. Drink and drive. Or especially drink and have a lightsaber battle. Right, Qui-Gon? Tatooine TV Episode 7 is a Jeff Roney Designs production. For full credit information, please visit jrdonline.com. It's only minutes. Hi, this is Steve Sansweet, and you are listening to Star Wars on the Left. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Tatooine, Redneck Town, Star Wars Universe. (laughs) So, now we're going to be talking about the extreme Star Wars fans that are surrounding us. We're going to be talking about what surrounds the extreme Star Wars fans a little bit as well. So, we're going to attend like the first question right now. 
what makes an extreme Star Wars fan, an extreme fans of any type, you know, we may mention, a real fanatic. We may mention that uh, we will uh, air Nathan's Rumbling, the second episode, during the main subject. We didn't listen to it, so it will be our first time as all the, li the listeners. And yes, we are scared. <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> so what makes a real like a real fanatic? We've seen like the movie. We've all seen the, the movie. The fan. The fan, which was weird. Well, Just yeah. weird and sick. You know, I I probably wouldn't sa do something like that weird for George Lucas. <laughs> Although, <laughs> um, well, you know that that's the thing. Like last last week, uh, we actually left you with a question. What makes it like? What's actually the difference between like a, just a normal fan and an extreme fan? If I'm wearing a little Jawa necklace, uh, a little Jawa basically in my neck, uh, does it make me like a more extreme fan than the guy who actually works <laughs> a Star Wars tie to work, mm. or does that make me a more extreme fan than the guy who wears e the Star Wars T-shirt to school? Mm. You know. What do you think but about that? If I don't think it makes you any more extreme. There's just mm. differences. Yeah. Okay. But uh, if we talk about the, the basic fan, Star Wars or not, uh, I think what makes an extreme fan of any type is is uh, maybe the sacrifice that that the fan makes for. The Star Wars fan. Uh, the set by, uh, not basic, not necessarily Star Wars, but it could be Star Trek football or uh, any type of thing. It will do something that that not usual fan will do. Like in football, the well, the people that that paint all their yeah, body. Uh, yeah. Well, that's actually like like take the ba real basic and normal example of an, what an extreme fan would do: walking in his local downtown, uh, wearing a stormtrooper, a clone trooper helmet. That he got out of a Kellogg box. Yeah. Uh, would that be extreme? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and no, that wasn't at, at Halloween, people. <laughs> uh, um, what makes an extreme fan? I uh, would say that it's actually going out of his way to actually celebrate his uh, enjoyment, his passion of, uh, of a particular, of what he's a fanatic of. That's a lot of people. Would go out of their way? Yeah. Yeah, of course. What is out of their way, though? Well, we're talking about, like, bonding their own house or, like, putting a second mortgage on the house to actually get the uh, Revenge of the Jedi uh, South Mario Yak Face uh, action figure. You know? Whoa, that's pretty extreme. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. Putting uh, maybe uh, a lot of money and time into uh, more than it's humanly reasonable. Well, that's it. Uh, one thing that we have to take a look at is, uh, and we're actually going to ask our peop the people in the chat to tell us what they think about this. Uh, do you believe that people would actually spend 10 and more hours a week to uh, dedicate dedicated to a website, dedicated to uh, any their passion, any their type period, of fan works, yeah. any type of fan works, you know, for Star Wars. Would you consider these guys extreme fans? Would you consider us extreme fans for talk coming mm -hmm. here and talking to you about every two weeks? Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, Adam, put us in our place. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, Adam in in our chat here. Uh, He's telling us that he's a real extreme fan. Uh, he actually decided to go on a hunger strike so that Lucas would actually make episode 7 to 9. How is that working out that, for you? That's, the, that's extreme. Yeah, come on, come on, Adam. We're supporting you here. <laughs> we'll send you 
KD. We, we, we will send, send you flowers when you're dead. <laughs> oh, come on. No. <laughs> We're right behind you, about right one kilometer behind that door over there. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what, what actually makes a fan an extreme, or f- an extreme fan is like, in my belief, is the fan who will know almost everything about his passion. Uh, he lives only for his passion. Damn. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doomed, people. I'm doomed. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, a, a, a football fan. Yeah. If he, you watch all the game, he, he's always he always have a jersey on him at work or at home. Let's he take an easier example. He, no, he let's, dec- take, let's take an easier he, example he, he than de- that. He decorates his room with... The Cubs fan the who actually cut the ball there. In the oh Ford game. Boy, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that, that the Chicago Cubs. The one fan, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for him. Yeah, yeah you know? I don't think he, he will be a fan anymore. No, oh, we're, we're going to send him flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. If he had helped the Expos get to the World Series, I'd want to be really good friends with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> But, but now it's just the Marlins. The Marlins? I mean, they're fish. Come on. <laughs> no, it's Jeffrey Loria, and he's uh, still a Marlin is a fish. No, no, but <laughs> but he screwed us That's at true. Montreal. Yeah, Montreal, I know. So we know he screwed us, but still, look again. Who didn't caught the ball? Moise Halu. So yeah. And anyway, well, how does the, the general public react to the simple fanatic? Well, and it depends. Really, it depends on what your passion. How is. extreme is it? Or is. No, well, no, we're talking about Star Wars here. Okay, I, let's see. Let's concentrate on Star Wars. Kind of yeah, it's always it's kind of a subculture and it's deep fiction. Deep. It's exactly. it's not like a, a team. Exactly. Uh, 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 if you say you're it's a not publicly fanatic, recognized yeah, as uh, being okay to yeah, be exactly. a part of yeah, that. A, a fanatic of the the local team, you will encourage the city, the team, so you will be. The, the, the general normal. public will see it as okay. He's encouraging his his city. It's exactly. real. It's it's not so bad. He, he's a little weird because he he spends a lot of energy on, on it, but it's okay because it's in this city and it's it's local. It's uh, but if you consider like Star Wars or Star Trek something that is fiction or anything uh, anything of that type, it's it's not well seen by the general public. You get lumped into that weirdo category. Yeah. Well, talking about Star Trek, because you, you actually went in that way, uh, why is there why are there Klingons in the St. Patrick's Day's parade and no Jedi's? <laughs> I don't know. And across the across the province I would see because there's there, there are Jedi's in the yeah. grape and wine parade in the <laughs> I, I would see because Star Trek is a a, a more long lived uh, saga it's a, it's a dying fandom. It's yeah, re- I'm uh, really sad to tell that to the fans, but it's a dying I don't fandom. Think so. Have you seen Trekkies? Yes, that movie was great. Yeah, but take a look at the fans. Take a look at how, how old the fans are. Yes, but anyway, it's Star Trek. Let's get back to Star yeah, it's Wars. A but it's <laughs> a, it's a long live. Uh, it, it got on t- uh, It was on TV and a couple of movies. It's more a couple of movies, ten yeah. movies. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's let's talk really about like how the public reacts to the fanatic. 
uh, to go back on the subject, yeah. uh, when we went downtown to actually take a couple of pictures with me, with my... Uh, Kellogg's... Uh, my my Kellogg's Clown Trooper helmet on, you know. It was really funny. It was really hilarious. We take. got a couple of dirty looks. Yeah. It was very funny. And we also got a couple of really dirty looks from from women's were looking at me and I, I'm like yeah the uniform rocks <laughs> of course you already got out. the helmet so. yeah that oh thank you <laughs> I've got the weapons too I'll, I'll let you know <laughs> but of course you know the um the, the the people that were looking at us uh there were there were some of them that were looking I at us I wasn't in there ways. so don't include me in no, your No, well, I'm talking to kids. <laughs> <laughs> you were at work. You have responsibility. Yeah, yes. Shame on you. Shame <laughs> on you. What happened to you? Where's the kid go? <laughs> the kid needs to pay for a, a radio show. Oh, there you go. <laughs> See, good answer. <laughs> And back to the normal programming. <laughs> What would you consider a normal Star Wars fan? Uh, Danny, uh, probably a guy who goes to the movies when they come out. Uh, maybe watch it once a year on DVD or, or VHS, and that's Whatever about video it. Whatever format he can and, find, and that's about it. Uh, mo it's w it would be most of the general public. Probably they'd have a few trinkets. Yeah, like the soundtrack and uh, some posters maybe, and uh, yeah, maybe a toy. Yeah, but nothing more than that. Uh, I I would say that the normal fan do not uh, have interest in the expanded universe, for example, mm -hmm. or the video games. Yeah. they won't care that much about the yeah, books. And yeah, that's it. And they only care mostly about the movies and posters, a soundtrack. What is reminding the movie. them? Yeah, the movies. Yeah. Go, okay, that, go. <laughs> that that would be a normal fan for me. Yeah. What do you, what do you think is a normal fan? Kid? Well, I think that what Danny said is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> And this I'm, is a roundtable discussion. I'm no longer a normal fan because what Danny you said makes sense, and I thought I was a normal fan. But there's <laughs> not. No, but but there are different level. The different there level. Different levels. You could be a normal fan, but the extreme fa fans has different level. I would say I'm not an extreme fan. Okay. Even though it may seem mm -hmm. like it. Because, uh, Extreme Fan Anonymous. Hello, this yeah, is exactly. EFA. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Kit, and I'm not an Extreme Fan. <laughs> well, I'm not an Extreme Fan because I don't have a website, or I post a lot on the Force.net apart. I also, other than that, not much. I have a lot of toys. You're a great fan, but not an you Extreme do. Fan. I'm not an Extreme Fan. You do a couple of videos. I have without being fan films. Yeah. I have the trilogy a couple of times over. <laughs> yeah, let's say, for example, I didn't watch the movies except when they come out on DVD. I maybe watch episode one two times on DVD and episode two two times. And the VHS, it's it probably been three years since I've I watched it. About wow. the same. I haven't. We got to sit you down on the couch, boy. <laughs> I saw episode two maybe twice on DVD. And episode one, I think I've watched it all of... I've watched about three quarters of it. Okay. That's about all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ashamed of myself because I don't even know episode two on DVD. Oh, man. Ouch. And I this watch, really I hurts. I do watch the VCD sometimes. I okay. put them on and then I fall asleep. Okay. A good thing to put me to sleep. Well, actually, let, let, let's ask you a little question here. Danny, how many times did you see uh, Star Wars episode one in, in theaters? Three times. Right. Ten times. 
I was 14. 10 times, okay. Episode 2? Three times. Three times? Uh, 4 or 5, I don't remember. 4 or 5 with times? With IMAX. With IMAX. Okay. okay, with IMAX, maybe 5 times. It was free for us. Yeah, that's exactly. It. We, we were getting in free, so it was. Yeah. We, we stopped counting at three, but yeah. <laughs> it was a lot we, more than We that. were organizing the uh, the Star Wars dot com uh, promotion yeah, uh, uh, for IMAX, the Halloween party and everything. Uh, the yeah. Uh, well, it, w- it wasn't really an Halloween party. No, but the the, the Halloween premiere. Yeah. Exactly. And all the weekend after that. So we could have watched it uh, two times a day for three, three days. Three, ti- so three times a day, actually. Yeah, I think it was but uh, three, four? it was a lot. Yeah, it was no, it was three times a day. Yeah, but uh, I watched it once on IMAX uh, throughout mm-hmm. on, on the movie, and the second time uh, maybe uh, fifteen minutes, and I got out of the theater. I was bored. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> okay, out of the three times, let's just say like plain normal theater. Out of the three times you've seen uh, episode one, how many of these three times did you actually saw it on the same day, like the the day of the release on the premiere day? How many how many times did you see it on the premi- on the premiere day? Mm, I I I don't think more than once. I saw it once. I saw it um, the what it came out nineteenth. I saw it once that night, and I saw it. Again, the Friday. Yeah, okay. I, s- I saw it uh, on we, we midnight p- yeah. on the first day, and the second day at midnight also. also so it was uh, it was it was basically 24, yeah. 24 it's hours. It's considered later. the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Attack of the Clone, of course, we both saw it uh, twice on the, the premiere day. Yeah. Uh, I kit. saw it once at midnight, and then I saw it Friday, Saturday. So three times in the first. Week. So in the yeah. chat. Uh, are people uh actually uh, Adam was telling us that he saw episode two four times, and uh, maybe we're going to hear a little bit more about uh, how many times he saw it the day of the premiere. Uh, me myself personally, I actually watched uh, Star Wars episode one two times uh, on the day it came out on uh, May nineteenth, and uh, after that I watched it nineteen more times. One episode one nineteen more times that that I actually at the theater that I still have the the tickets for. Oh yeah. come on! You still have the tickets? It's most of them. <laughs> most of them. No, you are extreme compared to me. <laughs> yeah, that was episode one. Episode two uh, was a lot more. Uh, you didn't have that. Uh, I didn't have the kind of money or something. Yeah, so <laughs> I didn't have the budget. Yeah, that that probably it didn't help. Uh, of course, I um, I only saw it. Twice on the day of the release with Danny. Oh. Uh, funny, funny thing though is that we saw it here in Montreal and the second time in Quebec City. Second time in Quebec City, like nineteen hundred hours later. <laughs> okay, that <laughs> was that was a nice ride. <laughs> yep, and I, I was so tired. I because uh, right after the movie, I got home at four o'clock in the morning, and I slept like three hours. And woke after up that, at seven. woke up at seven because I was going on TV on LCN to uh, for to do a, a little five-minute interview live. And after that, the the the, uh, the host just tell me, "Are you going to sleep now?" I said, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I had to. I slept in my math class. That now, now <laughs> is sleep time. <laughs> and uh, after that, for episode two, I saw it. I think about like ten or twelve times, all in all, in theaters. That's all. That's all. Including IMAX, probably twenty something. Oh man! <laughs> I'm an extreme fan. What can I say? Yes, uh, we are. We're going to be talk- 
st- starting uh, pretty soon the EFA, the Extreme Fan Anonymous, <laughs> or something. <laughs> that could okay, be interesting. Continue. Where <laughs> are we on the list? Uh, definition of a normal Star Wars fan. Definition yeah, of, a, of an extreme yeah, Star Wars fan. Extreme. Let's, I let's I look at Sebastian. I think I'm going to go ahead with the extreme Star okay, Wars fan go definition. Ahead. <laughs> go for it. We'll correct you. Okay. Uh, I believe the, Star, the extreme Star Wars fan will go really out of his way, like get a second mortgage to only to get like a s- very special action, action figure, like let's say York Sokol at the Star Wars celebration, you know? It will pay for all this trip and everything, so... But he'll, he'll, he'll get he the, could he'll get beg the and, and add the money, not get a second mortgage for... For one, let's say he wants yeah, an arcade or something. Yeah, we don't have nice yeah. parents and nice brothers who work yeah. for Bristol Myers. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, uh, what will the extreme fan do? He will walk around downtown uh, with a clone trooper helmet on his, on his head without caring about what other people will think about him because that's only pe- that these people will... You'll Behind him, his friends laughing their heads off, taking yeah, pictures. of course, but, you know... I think an extreme fan the, will these see... These people, you only see them once. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so... And they won't even see your face. Yeah. I think uh, an extreme... Yeah, they saw her face. Yep. Ouch. <laughs> you got played. You're the victims here. <laughs> uh, I think uh, an extreme fan will stay more than one day in line to uh, watch the premiere of a movie. Definitely. Definitely. And this is something that lacks here in Quebec. Uh, in Toronto, they stayed for two weeks. Uh, that's sick. Every that's for, completely for, for, for every first for every two episodes, uh, there's a guy. You, there's a guy in uh, in the Star Wars Seattle Society who actually stayed up from January down to May. Uh, they did shifts. Yeah, they did like a few hours every day. No, they well a few hours like a, well, a couple of twelve something hours like 15, 12, 15 mm-hmm. hours every day. That must be so boring. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Staying in line more than eight hours for me it's too much. Sorry, okay. but. Uh, I don't like waiting. Don't go to Star Wars Celebration 3. <laughs> no, but that's different. <laughs> it's like the prize at the end is different. The, pri- the exactly. prize at the end of the line is yeah. not the same. It's once every three years and... Yeah. It, this will be the last one. That's it. Probably. Not for sure, but No, no, it, it's not going to be na- the last uh, Star Wars Celebration 3. Uh, Star Wars Celebration, Lisa Stevens actually told us that on the uh, hyperspace service. However... Um, the, uh, the the Star Wars fan, you know, he won't mind waiting in line for two weeks, for three months, for two years, five years. To but see <laughs> how can they stay in the in line if they yeah. have a life? Exactly. That's see, one that's of the things that the extreme Star Wars life. fan don't have. They don't have a life. Star okay. Wars is their life. Star yeah. Wars is my life. <laughs> but how you can live out of Star Wars? It doesn't pay the bills. Actually, you'd be surprised. <laughs> no, uh, of course Star it doesn't pay the bills. So you have to, uh, you actually have to put like Star Wars aside at one point in your life and do something else. But when you're doing this something else, when you're doing your job, you can always input some Star Wars uh, intelligence. I just love the music that comes on right now. You know, <laughs> perfect timing. <laughs> just great music. You know, going on with the fact that when you w- when you go to work and you want to tell something your, to your boss. You'll, ha- you'll, you'll approach him with the, you know, the Luke Skywalker kind of Jedi willy power, and you'll, you'll convince him that the idea he had was a really good idea, so he should actually take it down. And uh, this happens from time to time. And now you, you, you ask him for a two weeks vacation, and he said you're fired? And you no, actually, you ask him for two weeks vacation. Okay. If he says no, you say, okay, well, I quit. That's yeah right. <laughs> you you quit your job to go to a premiere. That's what I actually did. Oh come <laughs> on, man! Back in 1999. That's yeah. extreme. Uh, no, 
Back in 1999, actually, uh, when Let's I went say, to, extreme fan to will, a convention, we'll cut school uh, not just one day, but. Yeah. Uh, it's always during the exam, the final exam, uh, the oh, final, the, the end of semester. Yeah. I was uh, a CJP. Qu quitting school or don't not going to the exam is extreme. Yeah. Well, I was in CJP when uh, the first Star Wars came out, and I actually missed a couple of days when the exams were taking place. But on those particular days, I talked with my teachers, and no exams were set up for that those Sock particular up. days. But you, but except, but except no one. But you need to study. Right? Yeah, but except for one studying, what, what let me that? finish. Let me finish. <laughs> except for one actual uh, like lab that we had to build a little clock with uh, electronics and stuff like that. But I did that while I was waiting in line for Star Wars. <laughs> I brought all my stuff over, all the pieces I needed, and I I, I built uh, my circuit while I was waiting in line. So you don't get bored that way. I was actually studying for my French for my French exam uh, while I was. Uh, waiting in line you know y you find stuff to actually get you uh, more like uplifted stuff like that wow <laughs> Adam actually just sent us a picture we're going to put it online uh, eventually and uh, it's a really nice collection you have there Adam Congra Good job. congratulations Good job. Um, of course uh, keep, keep, to keep back on the uh, extreme Star Wars fan subject what can we say that extreme fan do uh, well they, they They may collect a lot. Actually, I have a little, uh, a little something to say about that. Uh, real extreme Star Wars fan, like let's take the 100% extreme Star Wars fan, will have all of the action figures, will have all the posters, all the memorabilia he can get his hand onto. It has the word Star Wars on it. He buys it. That's it. That's about it. Steve, we're not talking about you. Lisa, we're not talking about you. But you know, having like this really cool Death Star theater in your basement. That's oh, that's <laughs> cool. That's kind of extreme. <laughs> you saw the picture. Yeah, I, I saw you? the picture. Oh man! Uh, for those of you who haven't seen the uh, Death Star home theater. theater, you can go to theforce.net a couple of uh, yeah, weeks back, and it's incredible. And you can also listen. Did the great job. Yeah, you can it. listen to the the Lisa Stevens interview and see uh, all she talks about it. It's it's incredible. That's that's the, that's the kind of people that's I. Pretty that's pretty extreme. No, yeah, but I don't think that's. If it was just the theater, it would a great fan can build it if they have the space and yeah. the money. But the extreme fan will actually build a Death Star around his house. <laughs> 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 yeah, right. <laughs> so you know, I'd love to see that. <laughs> Don't pin the devil. <laughs> and of course, uh, the only window would be, you know, the, the laser up, <laughs> up ahead, so mm -hmm. would be a pretty dark But room. actually, the Dead Star uh, Theater got a star filled with fiber optics that blink, and, yeah. and oh you, you, you watch the, like if you, you watch outside and you see the stars, and wow. It's it's wow. incredible. It's really moody. I really I, I gotta get myself to, to her place eventually. <laughs> I want to see that. Like I want to touch it. I want to. <laughs> I want to see Star Wars movie. break in. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Star Wars episode three in pre 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 premiere over there, <laughs> <laughs> sitting right between George Lucas and uh, Natalie Portman. Yeah right. Oh boy. Uh, see What these are the dreams. Of, these are yeah. the dreams of extreme fans. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, About collecting, uh, a couple of years back in uh, 1999, they have they had the uh, Star Wars Pepsi cans came out, and uh, at one point here in Quebec we have we had like a special set of cans, and in the U.S. there was a different di different oh, set of cans. Oh, I didn't know. The seven Up cans. Seven Up and Diet Pepsi or something else as well. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, I didn't go all out of my way to actually get the other cans from the from the U.S. Mm -hmm. I did. I didn't get out of my way to actually get the cans from Japan. 
<laughs> I didn't get those. It's a bit far. However, one one day, you, the only can that I was missing... Well, I was missing only two cans. Char Char Binks and Mace Windu. Now, I was walking down the metro. There's a Jar Jar Binks can. I have to jump to actually catch it because it's like just on the on, on the little. Uh, the and if you imagine village. Seb, he's about I'd say five eight, right? Wow, no, thank no, you. No. I'm five five and five five and a half. Oh, okay. I'm five six. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> so sorry. The view from the top is different. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. There you go. So you know the uh, I actually had to jump to. To, to, to get that can I was with, with my mother at the time but I saw the can I was like there's no way I'm gonna get my hands you didn't use the force to catch can. the can I tried but like it didn't Simon work Bob, it's just he, it works for him man <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> well yes right. but no finish your story in any case um, I tried but it didn't work you know I guess I'm just like Corin and uh, I don't have the, the telekinesis thing yeah I don't have the telekinesis thing working for me so I jumped and I hoped that there was nothing left in the can <laughs> that would actually spill <laughs> over, you know. And actually, I was, I was, it was good because it was an empty can and it was in pretty good shape. So I still have that can at home in my collection. And the other can that I was missing was Mace Windu's cans from the Mountain View uh, uh, cans. And I actually talked to my, are you still missing boss? With his pet, with his contact at Pepsi, he got it for me. I okay. still have a Mace Windu can full in my fridge. Well, I actually had it full for a couple of months, and then one of my friends from Quebec City came over, and we drank it. <laughs> it was I wouldn't want to drink the can now. It's about four years old now, so yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah, but no, but it, it's pretty. It stays it's in pretty expired. shape. Yeah, one, one of the f- <laughs> one of my friends actually had all the cans full in a nice acrylic display case he he actually built for the cans. It was a really hot summer day. Oh boy! He came back home. There was Everything pep- melted. There was Pepsi all like all over the display case. It was a little leak, <laughs> leaving a little Pepsi uh, leaking on his uh, carpet, and uh, all the cans had actually exploded. <laughs> oh it probably was just a chain reaction that one can blew up and knocked off the other ones, and it just blew everything all over the place. Not but good. all the li- all the the actual pop went down. Mm. It was extremely mm-hmm. sad for him. And of course, all the can were wrecked. Another example of an extreme fan: uh, you uh, se- sold your collection to go to Star Wars Celebration too. Yep, <laughs> that's true. I actually sold part of my collection okay. to go to uh, Star Wars Celebration too. But like in s- in times of needs, you have to make choices. Either you go and get a life with Star Wars mm-hmm. fans, or you just stay home, don't have a life. Okay, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, lose your time. Does an extreme fan? Think, think that the force exists. Of course. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Jedi Knight religion. Yep. The religion is Jedi Knight Church is of different. Canada. <laughs> it, it, it is, the religion is is different. It maybe just the religious mo- aspect. Yeah. yeah. Most people join in just for fun, without uh, really thinking that the force exists. Maybe there's some kind of a of a force, whatever, but. Not in the same type that you know. It's like Catholics believe in God. Uh, Middle East people believe in uh, Allah, or Allah, and whoever, and uh, Buddhists believe in uh, Buddha. And I don't mind. 
He was a historical person. How yeah. can you not believe in him? I know. Well, okay. How do you think Jesus... Jesus came to her 2,000 years ago. There was a game. There wasn't a guy named Jesus who yeah, came to her. He's a historical her. figure. That's it. It's not a freaking legend. It's Or, or it's a really good science fiction book. <laughs> One about. <laughs> you know? Science fiction genre goes way back. No. But the thing is um, that the religious aspect of Star Wars is something that many people have been actually leaning over in the cup in the past years and it's something that's definitely there uh as we've seen from uh New Zealand and uh, England mm-hmm. and even Canada got uh, as uh, 2000 Jedi Knights <laughs> in the is in, in the latest census mm-hmm. but the one thing that really comes out of the the force religion is that we do believe there's a god out there but we believe this god hacks through the force you know Ooh. Or something like that. We just believe that our life is written, is pre-written in the destiny, but we can still control parts of it. Okay. But if we're due to die that day, we're gonna die that day. That's all. I think it's more the the force that is inspired by <laughs> the real life. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about tattoos? Star Wars tattoos. Does an extreme fan get Star uh, Wars tattoos? Yeah. Or does someone that uh, has a Star Wars tattoo is extreme? Depends. Well, I I don't ha- I don't have any tattoos on my on my body. Uh, if I you did, I wouldn't want you to show me them. I've heard would that you like to have one. I've been thinking about it, to be quite honest with you. Okay. Uh, however, of course, it would be my design. It's a design I've been working on for a couple of years now. Uh, it's a nice little logo. It doesn't take too much space. Uh, with age, you know, it won't like go <laughs> really bad looking. It would will still look pretty good. Uh, but of course, if we take if we think about some of our friends, uh, who let's say have Wookiees tattooed on parts of their mm-hmm. bodies, uh, with age, the skin kind of sags wrinkles and, and sags, and, and uh, from Wookiee you get the uh, simple carpet. <laughs> so <laughs> but why w- would you would you have a uh, Star Wars tattoo? For what purpose? To I show wouldn't. your love for Star Wars. Okay. You could say that to uh, people who... Uh, uh, back in the Second World War, and uh, just like the cows, <laughs> in mm-hmm. the most cattle are actually marked to the farmer's uh, mm-hmm. uh, insignia. But I, I think that the tattoo issue is something that is pretty much open to the mind of the, the fan himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, some fans are more extreme with tattoos than other fans are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen fans who actually build up conventions here in uh, Quebec, and they have their arm filled with tattoos. Some of them are even uh, Star Wars tattoos, and they still call me the super fan. Okay. They still call me the the, 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 more the super gopher, the super gopher, and the more extreme fans. Um, like for example, me having a, a Star Wars tattoo would not be to be identified. With Star Wars, but to have a reminder of all the the, the years I put uh, on the website and everything. It we're, we're gonna w- we're gonna we're gonna get you drunk. We're, when you'll pass out, we're gonna have a little SC tattooed on yeah. your uh, on, on your heart on your heart. Yeah. <laughs> but it would be something very small, but just a reminder for all the time I put in for well, the website. If if you ask me, you know, like let's say the the. the the entire team that works at uh, the Force.net or the entire team that works at uh, StarWars.com, StarWars with a Z.com, uh, Sithman.net, 
uh, here at Star Wars on Direct. You know, I get I get myself a little shoulder patch of st- that says uh, Star Wars on Direct. You know that. that oh, would be no. <laughs> no way. No way. No, th- th- like no, if if it was like a group movement that we all okay. agreed on, you know that I, I'd probably do that. But we didn't want the Stanley Cup or something. <laughs> the what? No. Peer pressure. <laughs> not, not, not even just to like to be like a, a group apart in the actual uh, Star Wars fandom. Let's say the Five O First decide to actually get their their uh, f- a 501st thingy. Probably there. a couple of them have the Imperial. Insignia yeah, that's it. Tattoo. Uh, probably a couple of rebels from a Rebel Legion actually have the Rebel insignia. Mm. Uh, but what will the extreme fan do is that he will take a look at the Tales of the Jedi. He will take a look at the Sith. Uh, Tattoos that Nagasato has on his forehead, and he will get tattoos, and he will get himself tattooed on his forehead. Oh boy, that's that's far. You know, yeah. I have eyeliner to actually do that during convention, but I I don't think I would go as far as actually getting myself a, a sit tattoo insignia mm-hmm. on my forehead because when you get to when you get yourself into a job interviews, those mm-hmm. tattoos don't look good. Yeah, yeah, that's it. People are, what is that on your forehead? Long story. <laughs> wearing a hat. I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it all started with Qui Gon Jan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, another thing uh, we we've, we've talked about collectors. Uh, you certainly got extreme fan collectors who spend thousands of dollars. thousands of dollars yes. a year. Definitely, uh. and it's not always on the right stuff because, and there's a different like array of collecting there as well. If we take a look at Steve Sansweet and Lisa Stevens, they collect everything, and I really, really completists. It's uh, what they're completists. Yes, and I really, I really like that, and that's what I call collecting. The people who are actually but, but only they, collecting they have the, the budget. Yeah, that's it. I agree. But the people who are actually only collecting the uh, the Star Wars uh, action figures and say they're collectors, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't totally agree with you. Uh, they're collectors of the action that's figures. That's it. They're collectors here. of the action figures. They're still uh, collectors, though. As long as your bud- budget permits it, yeah. if you don't uh, if you don't eat f- to buy some action figure, that's extreme. Yeah, it's like Judge Google at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, but <laughs> no, but I, I would say... Uh, uh, you want to? You're a completist in the action figure, yes. and, and you lost your job. But you need to have those figures. Yeah, that's it. You and just need. You to just have don't that. eat just to buy th- those figures. That's that's too much. That's, that, that's, an, that, that's, that's ex- too far. That's, that's extreme. Excessive compulsive. Yeah. Wow. This and is. Uh, we were not aiming that at you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm sure he eats. <laughs> we're talking about. Uh, we're talking about Steve Sansweet for people who don't know. Yes. <laughs> okay, and. Uh, how about people who goes to the Midnight Madness? Uh, the collectors who go to the Midnight Madness in the U.S. Uh, when the the Toys R Us uh, open up at midnight. And I would I I would have done that Midnight Madness had I been able to for episode two and one because at that point in time I was a huge collector of the action figures. <laughs> okay. I was like in French you'd say I capot. <laughs> I was going nuts. You were crazy I, about yeah, it. I spent, ugh, I had a year's worth of money saved up from my li- from my little job, mm-hmm. and I pay. I think I spent my whole account at Walmart. On Star Wars figures. At it on episode oh my two. God. I came back. I was in the I was in the subway, and I had two big bags of toys, and I was just that was great. <laughs> it's just like this feeling. It's like. Episode two is. No, you're like tending to the extreme fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it was just, I went nuts. It was. I had so much fun. 
Okay. An extreme fan obviously likes the movies, the EU, the video games. Yes. And he just... I don't think you can be an extreme Star Wars fan if you only like the movies. I'm I'd coming towards the extreme fan here. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. I really don't like the idea of someone being an extreme fan if he doesn't like the movie either. Uh, you know, if he you have like to know the EU, you have to know the entire story of the Star Wars storyline, starting at least like it, uh, or at least pieces of it. You know, yeah. from, from knowing the it, Jedi? knowing it, it exists. Yeah, for knowing it exists uh, from the Tales of the Jedi to the uh, NGO series. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you have to be aware that there was a guy named Tron. Uh, so at some point, that over there in the in the Star Wars, you need to know about Nomasikat. You need to know about Nomasikat. Yeah, definitely, definitely, because that's more recent, though. Yeah, not really. But if you watch Rogue Planet, and yeah, and that's the first time we're from it. So, yeah, uh, maybe uh, knowing all the movie lines of the movie that's an extreme fan. So be it, Jedi. <laughs> 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 nice one <laughs> Thank you <laughs> uh, Let's say it's maybe not that difficult To learn all the lines Because yeah. the dialogue is not very Heavy It's 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 light dialogue And yeah. It's, yeah, definitely. It's, it's easy to learn mm -hmm. I, I um, When I watch Star Wars And my brothers and sisters come into the room And I'm saying the dialogue I get yelled at often <laughs> Are you freak? No, it's just Brian. Stop it! Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> annoying. <laughs> <laughs> You're just bugging us here, you know. Yeah. Well, yep. when I was extreme fan, I remember bug normal fans and non-Star Wars fans. When I actually that went to yeah. see, when I went one when I went to see the first Matrix, there was the second trailer for Star Wars, or the first trailer for Star Wars episode one. I don't remember. I the, the first Matrix the one. Yeah. In any case, you know the, the one with "I will not condone a course of action that will lead us to war," oh, and everything like that. Well, of course, uh, the, the the preview shows up. We're we're about to show the Matrix, and with these girls, <laughs> which I never went out of again uh, after that. <laughs> but oh, I start saying all of the lyrics from the trailer because I had, I had the lyrics, the the the, the, the lines, the yeah. lines, everything from the. <laughs> I remember that I stayed up all night on the 28k motor. <laughs> See, that's extreme. <laughs> that's patient. No, what's extreme is going to meet Joe Black <laughs> and and staying all the all the way through the movie. Oh, I did it, <laughs> and, and, and watch it. No, I did it also. Yeah, but ju just to actually see them. In the yeah, but it, it, they were showing it at the start. Most of the fans just yeah did go out of the theater and came back uh, at the at end. the end to see it again. But I stuck through. Me too, and I thought that Mijo Black was a really good movie. <laughs> it, was, it was okay. It's a chick flicks, but it's, I, I believe it, I, I like the movie itself. Um, so you know, <laughs> of course that <laughs> this is a lot of extreme. Uh, do you have to s to spend a lot to be uh, yeah. uh, an extreme fan? I don't think so. I don't believe so either. Uh, budget is always something you can work around. Uh, if you have the internet, you can be a, an extreme Star Wars exactly. fan. Yeah, definitely. Because there is a lot of information out there. I, so. I have um, recently stopped or slowed way slowed down collecting because I just wanted to go out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't collect anymore. Uh, I only have three action figures, I believe, from the the the, the new uh, Star Wars Attack of the Clone lineup, and it's only because I thought they were like good-looking action figures. Uh, of the course, there's uh, Padme, 
and uh, the Imperial Guard that they uh, redone uh, the second time. That was that was a good looking one, and uh, of course Yoda. <laughs> I I'm only gonna buy one figure before Episode Three probably. Kit Fisto. Kit Fisto. The other the second version of Kit yes. <laughs> the half naked version of Kit Fisto <laughs> with the six pack and everything. It's okay. You, do, you don't have hey, to I spend a lot to be an extreme fan. Yes. No. Okay. Uh, would you believe that we are extreme fans? Wait, I got a, a, oh, you, a long list. Oh, you got a long things, list? Yeah. Okay, take the list. Uh, <laughs> people costuming themselves uh, are the extreme fans. I would actually I put them in the mid extreme, well, in the m- middle section of Star Wars I fans. Great fans. Big fans. I think it depends really on, the f- on how elaborate your costume is and how deep in character exactly. people go. If yeah. they, they go out and they. they they are mind. Are five oh first extreme Star Wars costuming fan? I believe so. Yes. And actually, it depends on how far they take their character, because there are Trekkies who take their when they yeah. dress up as Klingons. They are they're in their mind. They are Klingon, and they speak Klingon. Yeah. And they go to McDonald's and they speak Klingon to the people. <laughs> and they order cheeseburgers in Klingon. Exactly. You know? So. And they eat like Klingons. Yeah, but well, actually, five oh first will do that as well. But they won't. They won't actually be talking in basic because basic is, of course, human. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I'm saying here is, you know, some five. Well, most of the five offers will actually have will need a certain uh, precision into their costume to actually get into the five offers. So exactly. that's that's pretty extreme to put all the time into the costume and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, when you do it yourself. Um, but but other, it, other but fans, you know, other other costuming fans will actually come up mm-hmm. with the Django Fett costume. I- entirely made out of duct tape. Mm-hmm. I really salute that. I find it really funny and really good. Uh, that, that's still that's a good lesson on keeping your budget low. That's it, you know. Yeah. And uh, showing up in it is. But costuming, uh, like the five or first, is a social thing. It's it's more of a gathering. If you got yeah. one member of the five or first alone, you will probably not be extreme. You will probably not be in character alone. Definitely y- not. You y- would not do it if he, if yeah, he was not alone. by himself. That's not right. by himself. So that proved that he may five or first may not be extreme fans, but when they're all together, they're now extreme. they're very <laughs> extreme because they're, they're, they're well, it's pretty extreme it's to just it, yeah, yeah, that's it's, it, it's pretty extreme to actually see like ten stormtroopers coming in your way, that's especially it. if you're dressed as a Jedi. You just turn around and start running. <laughs> so, that, so you got the group, uh, the group thing going on. Uh, but that's true for any fans, for friends of all sorts. One Jedi standing alone they will the not I actually be yeah. that extreme. You see that the, the yeah. ten Jedi together, that will be extreme. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the the group uh, social thing. It's the more people you, you are, the more crazy you are. You are. Yeah. Uh, the more the merrier. Yeah. Basically. Or the IQ goes down. <laughs> when, when you're in a big crowd, you you, you so tend you, you you tend to do things out of proportion and yes. uh, just actually show off to everybody to else. Being too emotional, like yeah. uh, let's say the hooligans at the soccer game in England uh, or something, like <laughs> that. they they go crazy. The fans who jumped off the fans in the yeah. in the latest in the latest games of the, the Yankees, um, the punks or the uh, punk yeah, rockers. Montreal. Yeah, in Montreal, we had a riot. Yeah, that's it. Well, cancel the show from a, from a group that has total chaos in its name, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was just like that was it was riot coming our way. to happen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, are Star War- are extreme Star Wars fans more extreme that 
other extreme friends from sports or Star Trek or uh, uh, how do we measure to other type of fans uh, other type of uh, definitely crazier that's I, I, d- I tend to disagree I think the Trekkies Trekkies yes I disagree well I've seen Trekkies too but I've seen Star Wars fans together as well and uh, but uh, going to work in a Star Trek uniform I've yet to see yeah, that Star Wars yeah, of yeah course. I'm okay. being called the lieutenant yes okay <laughs> That is your favorite. That, that's what you're being called. But so <laughs> go out there and rent the movie, the Trekkies there. <laughs> but funny. are the Star Wars fans? Are the Star Wars fans are going to? Yeah. Uh, well, get up uh, at that level. Well, is there? Uh, I don't. Are people crazy enough to, to go that let, far? Let me tell you. Th- let, let me tell you to. Let, let me tell you this that way. Uh, would I be actually called on a jury? I would probably uh, wear something like. If not a uniform, like probably all black or all brown, uh, I mean you know, suit. Yeah, suits. You know, just actually have a little Jedi kind <laughs> of look. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't actually bring my lightsaber to the uh, the courtroom. But you, you you would have the cape and everything. I pr- I, I know I wouldn't have okay, the cape. Okay, okay. But you know, j- just like a brown suit or a black suit, uh, depending on <laughs> what the guy says. <laughs> but um, you know, the way that she explained it. In that movie, I think I think I, I do agree with that. You know, it's fine. Uh, I could see Jedi. I could see someone dressed as a Jedi in a jury. I wouldn't have any any problem with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the media circus that got out of it, I think it's pretty extreme, just because of the, of the media made it extreme. Mm-hmm. But in itself, it's not something that extreme. She doesn't wear a Star Trek uniform every day. She yeah, that's has it. A little like, badge on her. Yeah, she just wears a tricorder every day. <laughs> I don't wear my lightsaber every day. <laughs> oh, Almost. Okay. Uh, Are extreme fan bothering regular fans? What what regular? Uh, that's, that's an issue. Our regular fan react to extreme fan because we know that uh, outside the, the the fan group of Star Wars, uh, people tend to uh, relate to uh, only the extreme fan. They see an extreme fan and they consider all the other Star Wars fan like. The one that's extreme, that is extreme. It's uh, they always remember the worst of them. That's uh, too bad. I think it's true, though. I think it. I think that uh, Star Wars fans are bothered by uh, Star Wars extreme fans. Uh, one of the one of the base one of the basics is that most of the Star Wars fans, sadly enough, at least in Canadian fandom. Yeah. At least in Quebec fandom, because <laughs> I don't want to point out out there to all Canadians. Um, at least in Quebec fandom, are closet fans, which means they won't like come out of the closet except for very special events. Like They're normal fans. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. They're really normal fans. However, if someone shows up at a premiere, like all dressed up and makeup and everything, and starts slashing with lightsabers made out of woods, and uh, show off and, and everything, uh, other people that are not Necessarily, Star Wars fans will either be scared <laughs> or say "freaks" to these guys, mm-hmm. and you probably will never see them again. But Star Wars, Star Wars, like even though a lot of people won't admit it, is really a social gathering thing. Yeah, Star Wars the is sharing ga- of a passion. Yeah, it's a sharing of a passion. It's it's a gathering mm-hmm. uh, of the fans. It's really not only one or two people getting together and you know just having fun talking about the movie sure it's fun look at Randall and Dante and uh, Kevin Smith's clerks but 
there's not only that. <laughs> there are other things. Um, I just want to m- make a short pause here to uh, talk about something that uh, Adam sent me from the chat. Uh, a radio contest actually prompted a teacher to change her name to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, that happened in Durham, North Carolina. A school teacher was taking her fight to change her name to that of the Star Wars characters Obi-Wan Kenobi to the courthouse. Uh, it began as a radio stunt to win a thousand dollar and uh, it turned into a real life quest for Jennifer Briggs who was 28 at the time uh, and a language art teacher and she just took it to the uh, to the courthouse I don't know if it actually pulled through hmm. mm, I don't think it would be possible because it's a copyright name is it copyrighted in North Carolina? Well, it's the United States yeah. so probably yeah. so in any case uh to go back to the uh, the the, 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 extreme, the extreme Star Wars fan bothering the, the normal fans, I think I do bother a lot of Star Wars fans. I'm pretty you sure too. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do, but y- you know what? I don't care. I live my passion for Star Wars as I as I do, and we actually had a discussion about this a couple of weeks ago. Oh and yes, yes, I remember. You know, I don't think I'm gonna stop wearing my Jawa my Jawa <laughs> on my on my necklace just because some people don't like it. It's no worse than wearing a Star Wars tie or wearing a Star Wars t-shirt or wearing a Star Wars cap. Or wearing a um, Expos hat if you live in Montreal or Canadians or whatever yeah, your that's sports it, you team know? is that you follow. It's no different. It's not, sh- it's not like a big glowing Jawa. It's not an electronic <laughs> Jawa doing noise. It's just a little Jawa. It's brown, dark brown. So it, it like almost disappears in all of the clothes I wear <laughs> since I wear pretty much dark clothes. So... Mm. Hey. But I was talking about uh, some ta- something different yeah. as administrating. Yeah, of course. You want to when you represent yeah, people, uh, you actually have to take. Uh, <laughs> you actually have to take your uh, your your notch a little bit down. Yeah. And get your passion down a little bit. Uh, because if you see, however, stream fans are bothering normal fans. Yeah. Oh. You you don't want to uh, if you represent a lot of fans, you don't want to look like uh, you don't you want to. The, the fans fan. don't want to 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 believe that everybody every yeah. other fan looks like you. Yeah. However, they don't want to be associated with. We're gonna ask this simple question. Yeah. How many normal fans can actually speak to some people over at Lucasfilm, LucasArts? No, then. You know, there you go. Nope. <laughs> it's I I know it's I know it's kind of crappy, but. I don't believe that there's an, a, a real other way to put it. If you want to actually live your passion to the fullest, you have to take it up a little bit a notch. And, you know, I particularly enjoy doing Star Wars choreography with lightsabers. Uh, there was there was actually a defense force party in Indianapolis for the Star Wars celebration. Uh, some people from Park Sabers were there. And uh, we actually uh, exchanged a couple of Star Wars uh, of, of choreography fights. It was really cool. We had a lot of fun. And we're doing this like in a social event, in a social gathering of Star Wars fans. And I think some medias were there as well, taking a few shots. But it was during a Star Wars event. Yeah, that's it. But if it's everyday life, you don't necessarily uh, want to be associated with that's the right. fan. Well, most of, the, most of those people will actually be there... Uh, <laughs> most of those people. Yes, I am. Expos do have fan. <laughs> um, most of the people who, who don't like the representation made by mm-hmm. extreme fans, 
uh, I tell them, well, become yourself an extreme fan. Put the extent of time and the amount of times that we mm-hmm. put in building websites and doing radio, internet radio shows in actually building relationships with people who, whom building relationship with is extremely difficult and uh, tell us how you're going to react. You know, uh, I've, I've personally called Danny a couple of times and uh, I told him, okay, take your cell phone about two inches away from your hair. And I just screamed in the cell phone after about after a couple of seconds because I was really happy at the transaction that just happened between right. uh, ourselves and a couple of theaters back when we were ex- uh, actually doing the uh, episode two premieres. Okay, okay. You know, and uh, when, when a good news comes from uh, Lucasfilm, you know, really happy and stuff like that. Um, sure, Star Wars fans don't like being badly represented. But most of the Star Wars fans I was seeing here in Quebec are actually care about that. There is not a lot of extreme fans. They care about that for some unknown reason because they're still closet fans. Yeah. So most of the people don't really know that they're actual Star Wars fans. They don't don't want to be seen like that. When you think think of the United States, uh, in the Indianapolis Star or something like that, uh, the, the daily paper there in Indianapolis... Front page, Jar Jar Binks, well, Dart Jar Jar, Jar Jar Binks with the, the makeup of uh, Dart Maul. Mm. You know, it's like, okay, there's a guy walking around the convention and, like, we're 27,000 people and there's a guy that looks like that. Cool. <laughs> you know, if I stumble on I would say that in the United States, you see it it's more, more because they are 300 million. Yeah. That's it's it. It's more accepted also. 30 million in yeah. Canada. That's it. I don't know. I don't know what actually your territory. Yeah, well, I don't know what 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 the fans here are afraid of. You know, they're afraid of you, Sebastian. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you scare them. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, you know who would come up with like a little pumpkin muppet and, and say, "Hey, this is dark pumpkin <laughs> for Halloween." <laughs> so you would. You would. I would, <laughs> but nobody you else. <laughs> Why? Because I'm an extreme fan. Uh, is that bad representation? I don't believe so. Why? Because it's something funny in itself. He is the extreme. We are not all like this. That's right. I'm the extreme. We're not all like that. <laughs> uh, what can I say? Like, for fan representation, of course, uh, like, I can only return a question to the normal fans. What would you like me to actually look like when I represent you? Would you like me to be wearing a three-piece suit? No, no, no. W- j- j- just don't be extravagant with Star Wars. Yeah, well, again, I've been victimized by the media a couple of times as well, you know. But I still do believe that the the Jedi religion is something we should catch up on. Extreme fan live like Star Wars, would you say that? They live like and for Star Wars. Hmm? They live like and for Star Wars. They live for Star Wars. They live by Star Wars rules. Uh... Where is the hurt in the Star Wars galaxy? The, the hurt is somewhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, just, just tell what the, uh, the hurt is. Just somewhere in the actual uh, outer rim, or uh, you know, someplace far away from the galaxy. Uh, actually, what makes us all laugh here is that Adam one from the chat. Uh, just he's an American, and he said that he, like Americans don't mind looking like idiots. Just take a look at their president. <laughs> Please, Mr. Bush, don't sue us. <laughs> See that we're badly represented, represented to Mr. Bush by that, that that guy who believes this, you know. But hey, what do you want to do? <laughs> Going back to the name issue a little bit earlier, he said uh, uh, that an American GI actually changed his name to Optimus Prime. 
Oh man. The Almighty. <laughs> uh, would you say that extreme friends live in their bubble because nobody understands them? Um, maybe. Yes. <laughs> it depends. Um, it depends. You can't generalize. There's all. There's constant, constantly a bubble around the extreme Star Wars fans. Because <laughs> pop? Can I pop it? <laughs> no, <laughs> you won't be able to. Uh, the thing is that extreme Star Wars fans like me are. I'm constantly asking myself: Should I do this? Should I do that? Are people going to think I'm crazy? Uh, am I going to get like interned or or something because I did this or that? Uh, for those of you who actually watched the Jackass movie, uh, and you all know about Party Guy, we actually watched the the the, the Jackass movie, and we were think we were a couple of Star Wars fans, so of course we come up with Clone Trooper Party Guy. So we Clone thought Trooper about Party. going downtown, and you know, dancing Party half clown. naked. Yeah, that's it, Party Clone, just dancing half naked with only the uh, Clone Trooper helmet on your head. Did we do it yet? No. Waiting for Halloween. (laughs) Come on, (laughs) the perfect excuse. (laughs) I will have my mini DV camera. Okay, it will be on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of the internet, would you say that the Star Wars kid is an extreme fan? Um, I would say he was exploited against his will. (laughs) But I, I don't think he was an extreme fan. Maybe doing some stunt with the saber. A lot of Star Wars fan just. Maybe yeah. above normal with the toy, uh, the quiet dungeon lightsaber, do s- a couple of moves, yeah. uh, but they not as good as other people. Yeah, of course, and but if you ask me, I see actually potential in the Star Wars kid. There's a great potential for for choreography in that kid. He That's just he just needs to practice, and he just needs to 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 be given pointers. That's yeah. all. I don't know what happened to him ever since he made that uh, that particular uh, video. Maybe he actually started practicing a little bit more. I hope he comes back into the Star Wars fandom. Yeah. I hope it doesn't Probably. scare him away. Yes. Uh, I think it, it will scare him away. We're going to be actually talking I with his lawyers not. and uh, see what I happens with that guy. Um, I mean, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Uh, what? What uh, is it? <laughs> Adam again. I live in a bubble, so, so I, I can't can hold, hold down a job. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's take me for example. Uh, I'm not an extreme fan in the basic You're ki- kind of sense. You're basically closet fan. Yeah. However, you're a little bit extrovert. You're you're an extroverted closet fan. Oh my god. Okay. Because you'll keep all of your Star Wars stuff like at home, but you As will. Do I. Huh? As do I. Yes. Well, you're you're more of a closet fan than you think. <laughs> but uh, to go to to our producer, uh, you'll actually like give time and give money and like large amount of money <laughs> on actually organizing fan gatherings for extreme fans yeah. and for normal fans yeah. so that they can get together. L- let's say I put out money and time to share my passion with. Other fans, yeah. I uh, I transform so I transform normal fan into extreme fan. Would you say with no having a big w- uh, website? You transform normal people in fans. I regroup fans together, and you regroup and fans that's together. That's about it. Um, are you an extreme fan? No, and yes. I'm in the middle. Right, I'm you're an extreme. I'm, uh, you're an extreme closet fan. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's new. 
because basically you could you you could, you could be sitting on your couch at home. I don't know. Maybe you, you do like Jedi meditation or or sit yeah, meditation. No, 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 no I don't. <laughs> <laughs> when I, when we're, yeah, you say that, but when we're not here, <laughs> how do we know? How do we know? <laughs> okay. And uh, basically, uh, that's that's the thing. Uh, yeah, we know about that. <laughs> Thank you for the links, Adam. You're doing a great job. Adam is our help and our new researcher. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, the, um, the 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 fact that you put all that time and the money in Seth Land and Star Wars on direct and stuff like that does make you a little bit of an extreme fan. Uh, for the people who don't know, I put out about 30 hours, near 30 hours a week. Easily. Besides, besides my 40-hour job. Yeah. So it's 70 hours In front of the computer Basically Yeah That's too much However but one, one but is three The other one is It's more between I 20 I 70 hours recreationally Okay mm-hmm. It's more like uh, 20 to 30 Depends on What's going on On, on the on the website Yeah Like when What's happening out Like there. when everything crashes yeah. Probably I, I, I'm sure I, I have put 40 hours this week just easily just uh, on the clan because it went down and I was so stressed out no because you have to give the information to the fans <laughs> yeah they have to know <laughs> um, well yeah you you definitely are a uh, Star Wars extreme fan Ma- but in your way an extreme closet fan no. an extreme closet fan because you, you're not the kind of guy who will actually go out there and walk out like with a let, let's see when I'm with other Star Wars fans I'm extreme but I'm when I'm with normal people, they don't they I they don't have a clue I'm a Star Wars fan. Yep, that's I basically it. I actually propose we call one of our uh, of our f- fans who's, who have uh, who's actually been uh, waiting for us to mm-hmm. call him. Uh, let's uh, okay. I, I'm gonna finish after him. Okay. Well, we can actually uh, discuss a little bit this uh, with him. Okay. So here we go. This is li- I love doing like live <laughs> calls. That's so really cool. Okay. Now he's running to the phone. Yes. <laughs> and this is the third bleep. Third bleep. Hello. Yes, Will. Ah, and how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm tired and lazy as always. <laughs> so, uh, Will, you're live right now on uh, Star Wars on Direct, and uh, I talked to you earlier this week about extreme Star Wars fans. <laughs> and uh, yes, they're they're always fun when you go to a con and you see the the 80 year old man that's 400 pounds overweight that insists in dressing up as Princess Leia no. in spite of everything. That's <laughs> awful. <laughs> Th- that 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 is extreme. Awful, but you know, uh, people still do it, even though it seems so obvious. You know. Yes. I think there should be a limit on some of the stuff that people want to do. You know, I can understand the concept of, you know, obsessive fans like myself making a lightsaber for the fun of it and stuff like that, knowing everything there is to know about the movies. But then there's the the limit of. Decency, maybe. Cross-dressing yes. for no reason and uh, <laughs> going out in public and being proud of that. Yes. No. This this is really weird. I I have to agree with you. Um, you know, some some we were actually talking about uh, people changing their na- their name to Star Wars names earlier, and uh, you know, we also were talking about the fact that 
some people in your country don't uh, don't believe that uh, Star Wars fans are looking like idiots because you just have to take a look at the president and he looks <laughs> worse. <laughs> Well, he dresses up as a fighter pilot, so I guess that encourages everybody in, <laughs> in uh, my nation to dress up incorrectly. So yes, <laughs> sadly enough. Um, so, what do you believe is an is a, is a normal fan, and what do you believe is an extreme fan? Well, I think there's the, the the normal fan to me is epitomized by people who know what the movies are and really. I think they venerate them in the same way people venerate a, a good book, a, cl a piece of classical literature like the Epic of Gilgamesh. Mm -hmm. You know, something that's they, they put it on a pedestal, sort of in the same way that a literature, you know, person, a, a literary scholar, kind of puts old books on a pedestal because they 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 recognize that it's quality. You mm -hmm. know, I think that's what a fan or a real fan does. But then the the people who are just Obsessive fans are the ones which turn it into like a, a little cult object. They have their little, uh, their, their little Yoda shrine in the corner where they're bowing to it and making blood sacrifices to, to the Yoda god, as it were, you know, or who are just willing to go out and, and, and go beyond the, the common rule, the common decency rules that it, usually apply in public. Most people usually don't go out and just cross-dress anywhere, you know, when they're walking around, you know, let alone change their name to something that is really kind of odd at the be to begin with, you know. I, I think most people would agree that Prince was rather odd by changing his name yeah. to yeah. an unrecognizable symbol. It's the same thing with some some girl changing her name to Princess Leia you know, I think it's it, I think it's beyond the boundaries of what's normal. <laughs> of normal fandom, yes. <laughs> well, I think it's uh, I think you know we have to acknowledge that there's a limit in what's normal anywhere. You know, not just in fandom. So, what would you actually say to the fans listening to us and listening to the reruns of the show about going to conventions? <laughs> Cross-dressing is always, in my opinion, I I inappropriate for, you know, cons. Because there's little kids that are walking around, you know. Yes. And I think the same thing goes with, you know, girls that are that are dressing up in uh, Leia's slave garb. I think that's inappropriate for cons because little kids don't really need to see that, you mm -hmm. know. And yeah. there's, there's other limits where people are walking around... And they, they clearly cannot distinguish between reality and, you know... Fiction. The, the movies. <laughs> yes. so, so you would say that extreme fans are bothering normal fans in a kind of way? In, in a kind of way. They're, they're one of the ones that really make us look bad. They're the ones that coined the term geek, I really think. Because the, uh, when people look on the outside, they, they go automatically to what's most eye-catching. Uh, eye and oftentimes it's the people who are acting out and making a fool of themselves. So, would you believe that? Would you say that I am actually an extreme fan? That I make the Star Wars fandom look bad? You? <laughs> <laughs> well, that pretty much answered it. Is Bob the stormtrooper? I question sometimes. <laughs> but at the same time, you have the ability to laugh at yourself, which a lot of people, a lot of the extreme fans don't. Mm -hmm. You know, definitely. 
Uh, I mean, and that's one of those that, that's one of those kind of right on the edge there distinguishing factors. Because I mean, there's people who you know, there's guys out there who love Leia so much that you know that's the reason they want to be a guy, they they want to be a girl, that sort of thing. And I, I, you know, I commend them for their you know their lifestyle choice, as it were. But there is a limit to mm-hmm. you know what is reality and what is fiction. Okay, <laughs> of course. Um, so, would you believe uh, that? Star Wars extreme fans should be put aside or do you believe that normal fans should actually come up to the level of extreme fans or do you believe that there should actually be just a middle uh, but there's a middle point in yeah in kind of a middle yeah. point you know in all this I, I think there is a middle point and I think that's where most people that well most of the people that I know personally such as yourself inhabit you know a range where you can like other science fiction and you can like you know, things that are completely not science fiction and attend a con or even dress up a con and not, you know, go to that extreme. When you're spending... I, I knew a guy that, that, that spent about 900 to $1,000 on a costume at one of the cons that I attended in Colorado. And it's one of those things where... I, I mean, it, it, as a hobby, that's a great thing, but he makes a different costume every single year, spending just as much... Mm-hmm. And I really question, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, if I have that much money to get to have, you know, I'm going to donate some of it to charity because it's not that it, it's not that important. I think people need to concern themselves with reality, which is where most fans live, is in reality. So would you say that... Extreme fans don't. So would you say that big collectors are extreme fans? Oh, at times, yeah. Okay. I, I think that uh, merchandising can get the better of us and turn us into something that's not living in reality. The, the concept of nostalgia, living in the past, is is just as extreme as somebody who can't tell that the movies are not real. Okay. Well, thank you very much for uh, lending us your inputs. <laughs> no problem. And uh, we hope that we'll probably be talking to you uh, later on from uh, from now on in a couple of uh, next shows. Another, another subject. <laughs> oh, you want my opinions regularly? Hey, why not? <laughs> Die nuts <laughs> rumbling. <laughs> If Nathan can't make it, <laughs> how about you? Sure, you'll get, get some swear words about it, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so we'll let you go to what you were doing and Thanks. wish you a nice evening. Have and, a great uh, show. And uh, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, you know, I'm definitely are. I, I definitely am an extreme fan. Yeah. I'm ashamed to. Uh, But you were he was saying the same thing as I did. Exactly, you know? you know. It's basically that I'm ashamed to all my other fellow fans. <laughs> so I will. I will go hang myself in my basement tonight, and uh, you will never. <laughs> you know, just reform. What do you mean reform? <laughs> Give all your Star Wars stuff to me. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. <laughs> oh. You want to know something about collecting uh, that makes me special and a couple of our friends uh, back in France now special. Uh, Star Wars uh, film from the actual Attack of the Clone movie on the IMAX version. We actually have uh, 70mm pieces of the beginning of the movie that were cut off. But no, that's not ex- necessarily extreme. Oh, no, yes, it, it, that's not extreme when you get it, it through the guy that you ask from. Okay. But when you actually get it from the trash can, that's extreme. And that's the way I got it. <laughs> But At least you, half of it. Uh, you got a pointer from a staff that was working there. 
uh, Star Wars fan that saw that it was in the garbage and he told us that's different I actually saw it in the garbage okay when I went up to the IMAX uh, showroom so I went back revisionist history yeah <laughs> okay uh, would you see uh, there's two type of uh, extreme fan the fan that is more specialized and the g- the fan that is more extreme in every aspect of Star Wars like uh, I'm probably an extreme fan specialized in probably more of the expanded universe the the books I would say website creation EU yeah okay I'm not really creating I, I'm managing a website m- yeah m- most more of a the producer thing. yeah okay yeah we'll give you a fancy title yeah okay I'm a, I'm a manager of all kind of uh, Star Wars stuff. Let's see. Okay, eh? do you, would you? I know that you were collecting. Uh, you were in, in involved in every aspect of Star Wars. At your peak of extreme fan, you were you were in, involved in every aspect of Star Wars. Uh, does most of the extreme fan are like that? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, they, they they do lightsaber battle. They play RPG. They play video games. They read all the books. They read all the the comics. They watch the movie every week, and is every week. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, I wouldn't be. Able I, to I knew I knew people who were watching one f- movie a day. Ouch! <laughs> yes. The movie don't show. Ev- I don't. I don't watch the movie every day now. <laughs> That's why you knew people. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hello, I'm an extreme fan. No, now, now I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay. Uh, when we did that show in French, uh, maybe not last year, but in April or May. Uh, we did an extreme uh, fan show uh, in French. You mentioned that probably if George Lucas died, oh that definitely. every extreme fan would get uh, would a plane pel- ticket would to go to down the there. Yeah, to go to s- the Skywalker Ranch. Definitely. To the funeral. Not necessarily. Well, funeral, you probably won't won't have access to the funeral themselves. Yeah. No, but I would. Funerals are usually public. Well, well but for George Lucas, they, they will probably have national kind security type yeah. of uh, of. They will probably have national type of of actual. Uh, uh, I don't think so. I would think I it would think be so. a, a big church. The crowd would be big outside the church, yeah. but inside it would be only. Uh, yeah, no, a few small people inside. Yeah. But you know, I, anyway, you know, you you know what I'm what I'm mm-hmm. thinking. Uh, but you mean that like the the. The fence around Sky- the Skywalker yeah. Ranch property is like I would, I would I would definitely go to Skywalker Ranch and uh, leave, the, leave uh, a couple uh, of flowers yeah. uh, right next to as close as I can get <laughs> <laughs> to the ranch. But you know, you'd run in, you'd run down the path, <laughs> yes. you'd be like, got the flowers, <laughs> running That's down, you drop them on the doorstep, you run back, you get tackled halfway. No, no, you don't run back. You get hit by a truck when you actually get to the door. <laughs> they have no other way to stop you. <laughs> but that—that that would you think that an extreme Star Wars fan would go to Definitely. Skywalker Ranch? Definitely. Anyway, by uh, by car or by. I would uh, walk there if oh I had to. Sad. I would not let you walk. I have reserves. I'm okay. <laughs> I'd be thin by the time I come back. I'm not so worried uh, about that. So how's your uh, bank account? 
that that you right now I have somewhere around thirty dollars in my bank <laughs> for for f- me no for the, the the trip when George Lucas dies for the trip when I don't actually have an account for that okay. yeah when I get a job okay <laughs> because our, during <laughs> our last show in French job. you said that yeah. you would start an account Mo- to get money. I, uh, What I, actually, what I actually wanted to do uh, I've been wanting to do this for a couple of years now Is actually have a bank account to buy myself a computer I have a bank account for Star Wars Celebration 3 I have a bank account for other conventions And you know stuff like that But first of all you need to get a job And extreme Star Wars fans have a hard time Finding jobs <laughs> Because Star Wars Especially is such Especially when present. you got a job on around your neck Yeah, but you know, during during an interview, you can just like put it in, in under the under the shirt, okay. so you know your That's boss good. doesn't see that you actually are wearing a Jawa. There you go. Hey, can you go like around that like all the time? All the time, you bastards! <laughs> 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 I knew that was coming. <laughs> okay, uh, did I get something? I think that right, right, what we're gonna do right now is uh, listen to. Nathan's uh, rumbling. A uh, little piece of Nathan's rumbling about extreme fans, which we didn't hear, which we haven't heard, heard yet. So we want to tell the fans listening to us out there that what Nathan says is not does not re- necessarily <laughs> reflect the, the opinions of, of Star Wars on yeah. <laughs> But he said it would it would be funny. So l- let's see, l- let's see if it will be funny. Okay. So uh, we'll be back right after Nathan's rumbling. Hello America, Canada, and everyone else that's taking time off from body painting, model making, fan film, filming, and slash writing to listen to this week's episode of Star Wars on Direct. Alright, if you're writing slash, forget it. Go take a cold shower, put the lotion away, and for the love of all that's holy, please stop freeze-framing Padme's see-through moments. You're gonna go blind. Not from recreation, but because some offended fan is gonna slap you stupid. Isn't that strange, though? Slash, which is usually defined as highly sexual or relationship-oriented heterosexual or homosexual fan fiction, is treated as more taboo than the name of Kobe Bryant's accuser, while other fan projects, all in violation of copyright, and other sexual fan expressions such as body paint Leia at DragonCon this year, are given free passes. Aren't all of these just fan expressions? Isn't beauty in the eye of the beholder or at least the person checking out body paint Leia's curves? Well, not really. In fandom, we no longer follow the myth that freedom of expression and freedom of speech are values to be fought for. Oh, we fight for the ability to produce fan films or maintain fan sites in the face of Lucas Legal. But we are one of the most self-policing communities on the net. Just trying to put sex or extreme violence in a fan film. You'll be pounced on as thumbing your nose at Lucas Legal. Suggest that Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon were more than just Master and Padawan? You'll be kicked for biting your thumb at Lucasfilm. And certainly don't produce something like the hentai, that's anime porn, parody Star Balls, or you'll end up being bitch slapped for flipping the bird at Lucas himself. Are we right in policing? Maybe. You see, fandom can go too far, but fandom going too far is a matter of perspective. To many companies, particularly Warner Brothers, fan films of any kind go too far in copyright violation. To Lucasfilm, fan films are okay, usually given a pass if not an active acceptance for non-fair use materials. Fans set their own boundaries as well, though. We fear the hand of Lucas Legal coming down on us with the force of a thousand OJ verdicts. Oh, wait, he was found not guilty, wasn't he? Okay, well, let's assume that Lucas' lawyers are a bit more competent than jurors who could overlook an RFLP DNA match that narrowed down the perpetrator to one in 57 billion people when only six billion people were alive on the planet Earth. 
I think that's a fair assumption to make, right? No one but the Simpson 12 can be that blind to common sense. We'll give that to Lucas Legal. We, the fans, fear the corporate smackdown not of individual projects, but entire fan production genres. And as such, if we want to participate in our chosen genres, be it film, audio, or text, we have to make sure the genre itself is preserved. We become the John Ashcrofts of Star Wars fandom, going to perhaps extraordinary intrusive lengths to police our fellow fans for the preservation of the fan production nation under Lucas, divisible into flame wars with copyright violation and creation by all. But do fans really go too far? My answer? No. Why? Accountability. By too far, we keep thinking of fandom as a whole. Thing is, Lucas isn't going to sue fandom as a whole. Your project is not going to reflect the abilities of fandom as a whole. No, much like peer-to-peer -peer communities, individuals will be targeted for merits and prosecution, and each fan is accountable for his or her own actions. Star Wars fandom does not abide by the RICO law. Now, for those of you outside the U.S. or without a legal studies background, the RICO law, the Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Law in the United States, says that if you have proven ties to organized crime, and that crime organization commits two crimes from a list of 24, you can be prosecuted for those crimes even if you were not actively part of that particular crime. It's guilt by association to keep the mob off the streets. But that's not the way fandom works. We're a community, yes, but we're not a uniform organization. We rise and fall, are lauded and prosecuted on no one's actions but our own. So in my eyes, fans only go too far when they take actions that they aren't willing to be accountable for. Go all out. Express your creativity. But when someone says, hey, woman, put some clothes on. We know Leia's slave bikini wasn't that pointy. Then you should say, oh, I'm sorry, officer, and put some damn clothes on. Or smile on your way to jail for public indecency. Something. Don't say, oh, gee, I didn't know being half naked and stabbing Westward was against the law. The limit on fan creativity and extreme fandom is maturity, responsibility, and accountability. Be willing to back up your actions, even in the face of punishment, and I've got no problem with you. Okay, unless OJ is a fan. Simpson can burn, the rest of you are fine. With something to think about, I'm Nathan Butler. Now, back to the boys in Canada. That was pretty wild. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, we got to do that. Yeah, that's it. Okay. We're good. Um, oh, yeah, sure. We're actually going to cut this off, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that was a causing the problem. C cut it down. Cut it down. Okay, give me a second here. What are you trying to do? I'm just trying to actually get off this. There you go. Okay, sorry about that. So, I've been... I, I was actually talking to uh, Adam One Kenobi, and he's going to be calling us in a few seconds, so do not be afraid. The phone will ring. Okay. <laughs> um... Let's talk about uh, yeah. what uh, what Nathan said. Uh, he was referring to I don't remember which con. There was a a girl that Dragon Con. Dragon Con. Yeah. The the girl got to Dragon Con with the Leo slave outfit, but the top was body painted paint. On. Yeah, painted on. You know, you got kids going out. Uh, that's a, that's extreme. That's that's not legal, basically. Yeah. You know, just talk if it were legal, I, I have even no problems with it. If it isn't legal, then you start to actually have some problems with it. I have no problems with that. Mm -hmm. That's not 
That's extreme, yes, mm-hmm. but it's not that bad. It's just nudity. It's not violence. Yeah, but anyway, uh, you were talking about accountability. You know, take responsibility for your actions. Yeah, and also the fact that Lucasfilm will never target the fandom uh, individually. No, the fandom uh, in a whole. Yes. You know, because we're w- probably what makes Lucasfilm lives. So, uh, you know, he yeah. will, like Nathan said, target the the, the, the individual. So, if it's always small people that would that will be, be pointed out. Yeah, because they they can't go out. But the fact also that uh, he said that we're self-policing. We're Uh, we're actually pointing our fi- the fingers at our at ourselves yeah, uh, with all this. We're mm-hmm. controlling ourselves, saying to that guy, well, that, that's a little bit too far, you know. There you go. Star Wars on Direct, you're on the air. Hey. Who is this? Kenobi, how are you doing? Okay, so, uh, this is Adam One, right? This is correct, yeah. How are you doing? Doing all right, doing all right. Good. Uh, we're going to ask you if you have an actual volume on your uh, telephone. If you can raise it up. Okay. <laughs> How about this? That sounds a little yeah. better. Uh, okay, so what do you think about Star Wars fans, and what did you talk about? What did you think about uh, Nathan's rumbling? Uh, well, I was actually uh, I turned it down, mm-hmm. uh, trying to uh, mess around with the MSN Messenger. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get to hear all of it. But as far as Star Wars fans are concerned, I, I mean, I think it's probably one of the better collecting communities out there. I've kind of dabbled in a few of them, and I've, I've not found uh, any other collecting community where people help each other out more than uh, in Star Wars fandom. But okay. there's a lot There's a lot to collect, maybe more than some other... Than some other fandoms, of course, yeah. yes. Yeah, but, I mean, just like at the convention, I mean, I go to a lot of conventions, and, I mean, you'll, you'll be hard-pressed to find the kind of atmosphere you find at Celebration in any of the other uh, conventions. Yeah. Well, we actually shared something, and we probably have already met, and uh, we're not exactly sure if we have or not, <laughs> actually. Uh, what did we used to do, uh, actually, both of us, at the Star Wars Celebration too? Well, I, I showed up I, I, probably about the same time you did. I showed up probably 5, 5.30 in the morning yep. uh, to get into the fan line at the Celebration 2, trying to get into the uh, exhibition floor uh, before everyone else. And, and the first day I showed up, I was about uh, 10, 15 people back. And then the next day, it, it went up to like 30 to 50. And, you know, by the third day, it was, I think, everybody caught on. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are you just like me planning to actually sleep by the door next time? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, if Anthony Daniels won't let me in his trailer to hang out, uh, then I'll probably be w- right with you. Uh, by the door, uh, sleeping it out. So, in a little pop tent, right? So yeah. Uh, earlier, you sent me a picture of your tattoo. Do you mind if we put it up on the website eventually? Uh, no, not at all. Not okay. At all. What actually add you to actually have a tattoo made of the Imperial Insignia? Well, I actually got that back probably around '96. I was. Uh, My brother was in a band at the time. They're all big Star Wars fans as well. And, and uh, I uh, ran the soundboard and uh, the lights. 
for their band, and, and we did uh, a show at a tattoo parlor, and instead of paying us cash, they gave us free tattoos. So uh, <laughs> it's the only tattoo I have, and they asked me, you know, what kind of tattoo I'd like, and I thought, well, you know, what else with Star Wars? So I, I thought the Imperial Signia, you, know, you talk about um, being a Star Wars fan and kind of going incognito. I mean, that's one of the few tattoos you can get where, where when you look at it, unless you're a Star Wars fan, you really don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like the Mandalorian insignia as well, you know. Which is what my brother got. So, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of people think it's actually the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, yeah. insignia. Yeah. Even some Star Wars fans don't know uh, the ma- man- uh, Mandalorian <laughs> symbol, yeah, that's it. Yeah, everybody else thinks it's like uh, just a, a beast head of some sort, so. Sadly enough. <laughs> Way with. Um, so what would you consider being an extreme fan? Uh... I, I guess, you know, more than anything, I know you guys have talked about money, but I think you can be an extreme fan with no money at all. It's just a matter of how much time you spend thinking about Star Wars and how much time you spend uh, researching and reading and, and looking at websites. Uh, I'd like to think that uh, I have a life outside of Star Wars. I have a job, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I do spend quite a bit of uh, time on websites and time in Toys R Us and time in Target and time, you know, looking for stuff and And, uh, you know, so it's, it's one of the first things I always considered. So I, I would call myself an extreme fan. Okay. But, uh, you know, I think as, as a Star Wars fan, I mean, we should, you should like everyone regardless of what level mm-hmm. they are in. And, and I've all, oftentimes tried to turn people on to, uh, to other Star Wars avenues, be it books, toys, whatever, you know, if they're just a moderate fan. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say that extreme fan can bother normal fans, normal Star Wars fans? Well, I, you know, I think that that's, uh, you know, I don't know about that. I, I think that some people, if they try to, just like anything else, if they try to push themselves onto someone else or, you know, if they're just being too uh, flamboyant with it, mm-hmm. possibility. Uh, I've never, at least I don't think I have, ever bothered someone with it. I mean, probably the most annoying thing I do is ask, um, you know, people that work in retail stores if they have any Star Wars figures in, but I'm always... At least I try to be conscientious because we all are ambassadors for the uh, Star Wars fandom, and I think that as an ambassador, you know, I don't want to make everyone turn off uh, to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do you remember the Darth Jar Jar from Ce- from Celebration 2? Oh yes, I-, I met Darth Jar Jar. <laughs> Who didn't? <laughs> yeah, he's walking around. Uh, yeah. Would Would you believe that would be some type of bad ambassadorship for Star Wars fans? Uh, I think if he was walking around Walmart in the middle of Omaha, Nebraska, maybe. But at a Star Wars convention, I think that uh, you know I enjoyed it. But mostly people at the Star Wars celebration are oh, more than normal fans, <laughs> basically. Uh, I think the people like myself or you guys who travel uh, a distance to get there, sure. But I know that there was a lot of uh, people from Indianapolis who were just casual fans or just curious who yeah. stopped in and... and kind of took it all in, but, you know, we, I drove three hours to get there, and I went to the first celebration. Uh, we had to fly there. I've also been to the Making of the Myth of DC and, and a couple of Wizard Worlds just for Star Wars exclusives. Um, so, you know, I would say that's extreme, but uh, I don't know if the casual, um, curious person was irritated by all the, the costumes and festivities. I'd like to think that they were kind of entertained by it. Yeah. Well, since you seem to have been to a lot of conventions... What's the worst fan costume you've seen in all the conventions you've made? 
And, well, and yes, 300 pound Leia can actually go in depth. Well, okay. It, it's uh, <laughs> the worst costume I've ever seen, um, which isn't even a Star Wars costume. I saw a, uh, a man who was probably about 300 pounds. He had a big beard and he was dressed up as one of the characters from Sailor Moon. Oh my god. <laughs> Ouch, that hurts. <laughs> yeah, I have a picture somewhere. I'll be that, that's okay, that's okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when, I, when, I, when you just talk about costumes, certainly a lot of uh, Star Wars fans like to dress up, but the worst costumes I've seen have not been uh, Star Wars costumes. In fact, at uh, Chicago Wizard World this year, they had a manga costume contest. And uh, plenty of those would outdo anything uh, as far as being ridiculous that you would see at a celebration. So. Yes. Well, I remember one guy actually came up and cross-dressed as Leia. And he actually had a wig with the buns and stuff like that. But that guy was about the size and weight of Leia. So it was mm -hmm. kind of just funny to see him walk around. Uh, what do you think of that kind of cross-dressing costuming? Well, you know, I, it's all in fun, I think. Uh, I, you if you're at a Star Wars convention, you shouldn't take anything too serious. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I would follow him around, too, just to see if uh, he confused anybody. Um, especially Celebration 2 with um, Carrie Fisher actually on premise. I mean, that might be why he dressed up as, as Princess Leia. Definitely. Press Carrie Fisher, who knows. <laughs> uh, you may have saw... Uh, The, 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 on the Conan O'Brien show, the, the <laughs> they were filming. Uh, I, I don't in New York. In New York, uh, episode uh, episode two. Uh, the, the lineup for episode two, and you've seen uh, people in costume uh, yeah. acting acting uh, acting up the scene in front of the camera and everything. Do do you consider people waiting in line very long period of time and acting up? Star Wars, uh, extreme fan, or oh, it's a bit too far. Well, I mean, is being an extreme fan is that is that going too far? It's all, and you know, I don't mind tackiness. So uh, uh, maybe a guy with the uh, Princess Leia um, buns, like that wig on, waiting in line for six hours, is that extreme? Yeah. Is he harmless? Yeah. Either <laughs> me. Uh, you know, as long as he's, he's not going around uh, asking people to rescue him from a cell block or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, now, it, now it's like taking it up a notch and putting it up a little bit more extreme. Uh, it's, it's, you know, these aren't people that you want to invite home to visit your mom, uh, at least not dressed up like that. So, I mean, <laughs> as, a, as a casual kind of acquaintance or someone you run into, I mean, I, some of the best, you know, Star Wars really is about a community, and some of the best experiences I've had in Star Wars is talking to people just like that. Because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm an extreme fan. I don't really wear it on my sleeve all the time, although, like I said, uh, I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt right now, so that might be considered extreme. Um, You're listening to us. And people yeah, who are listening to us in the reruns, you know, they're listening to you. So <laughs> There we go. And, uh, you know, I'm a Star Wars webmaster as well, and I collect, and I'm part of a few organizations. But, uh, you know, like I said, I also hold a steady job. Uh, people, I, I, uh, I teach uh, high school, and, and people actually trust me with their kids. So I, I try to uh, keep the uh, extremist uh, kind of down, you know. Mm -hmm. Maybe extreme fan would be people cutting school to go to the movies or uh, quitting their job to, to get in line for for a movie. Yeah, that's that's, possi that's possible. I, I took a R2D tour back uh, 
when episode one came out and uh, skipped uh, school to go see the movie. And mm -hmm. uh, I told my kids this year that I will be absent on December uh, 19th or 17th. For Lord Day. of the Rings? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, it's... Uh, it, is that extreme? Yeah, possibly, but, you know, it's, it's harmless. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not going to kill anybody. <laughs> no. Nah, in fact, you know, we're more the, one of the more docile fans out there, you know. We're not like punk fans or uh, we're not looking to hurt anyone, you know. We That's don't right. riot or anything, so. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't announce that, oh. that George Lucas will be at Star Wars Celebration 3 and have him not come after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Celebration 3 is something to look forward to. Have they confirmed the uh, location yet? Not yeah. yet. <laughs> We're waiting it <laughs> just as much as you do. Uh, would, you, would, you like, would you like it to be held back in uh, Indianapolis? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm living in Kentucky, so it's, it's only a three-hour drive. Yeah. Uh, I thought that the, uh, the convention was great last time. I thought it was spacious. I never really felt uh, crowded. Uh, I'd like to see more. Props. Where were you on Saturday afternoon? <laughs> well, yeah, well, I was probably in the exhibition hall trying to swindle my way, you know, using a Jedi mind trick on a vendor to try to get some good stuff. Okay, it wasn't so bad. No, we could we could still walk around. It just was pretty rough, you know, with twenty seven thousand people almost in one place. <laughs> yeah, well, thank God the five hundred first was there to direct traffic. Thank God. Excellent job. Excellent yes. Job. They will learn from their experiences for next time. More security. I, I, I really hope they're, uh, they use the 501st next time. Yeah, they have to. Yeah. So we can bribe them more easily with blue milk. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all okay. have the Star Wars cookbook? Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's pretty easy to come up with. So, um, well, thank you for being with us on the show tonight. I and uh, maybe we'll talk to you another time. Yeah, enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Turned on uh, lots of people here to your old radio show. Cool. Thanks a lot. So, thanks a lot for uh, keeping us connected. Hey, it's a pleasure. <laughs> Talk to you later. Ah, right, see you. Bye bye. There yeah. you go. That was Obi Wan. Uh, Adam Wan. Adam Wan. Kenobi. He uh, he actually has a, a website about uh, cars and customs. Okay. If you want to look it up on Google, I think you'll find it as one of the first sites to come up. So uh, do we conclude the main subject? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we now? <laughs> Actually, I have two emails to read. Okay, and, go ahead. Uh, I haven't received any more from uh, the beginning of the show. So it's actually two emails we received from pretty much extreme fans, I would say. I would say also. Yeah, you, you've read the second one, Danny hasn't yet. <laughs> so I'm going to start with this one. <laughs> uh, it was sent to us by a fan named Linda who's going to be turning 57 next next month uh, she she said that Attack of the Clones sent a latent obsession she has uh, I have twin sons one of who is having a boy girl twins in February my oldest child Julie suffered the exact same injury as Mark Hamill in a car crash I found out who his surgeon was he was in California so Julie spent her last two years of high school out there to become his patient although the surgery was relatively successful Julie never truly recovered she was also a diabetic And years later, within the same hour, both Princess Diana and my daughter died. That, that's pretty extreme. That's uh, a coincidence. Yeah. Or, or is it the force? No. <laughs> See, that's what, that's what actually... The that unifying force, yeah. There you go. That's what, that's what Star Wars fans will ask themselves. Uh, extreme Star Wars fans. I have become a fanatic because of the very reason George 
stated he didn't want the professiteos, whatever you want to call it, uh, deism or whatever, uh, of Star Wars is something I believe in. The greater God, the peaceful solution without compromise. The religion of the saga resonates more with with me than any religion has. I have an entire room full of prequel items that I consider precious. I saw Attack of the Clones 22 times in IMAX and would have continued if the theater had continued showing it. I've taken each of my surviving children to see it. I've driven across the state Michigan to catch a midnight show. I have enough banners to wallpaper room but can't stop looking for more. <laughs> I did enter the webcam contest for the prize of a week in Sydney for a, on episode 3. Though my entry was rather pity, but can't fault judges going for humor instead. Mm. I have the life-size cardboard images of Padme, Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Yoda. I hear the sounds from Atok on my walk to work from the parking lot. I work in a downtown setting, have to cross a bridge over the river, and hear the sounds of the city awakening, which is analogous to many of the vehicles in AOTC. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm planning to go to Celebration 3, wherever it is, and uh, or Las Vegas on opening night by myself because no one can understand this but all I know is George has rewarded me with the priceless, priceless gift of hope thanks for the hair Linda so thank you for actually sending us an email mm -hmm. that's, that's quite moving <laughs> yeah it's really heartwarming pretty moving uh, extreme fans and we actually have another extreme fan, and we're gonna put up the uh, the link to her website on our forums when they're gonna be back up. Um, uh, it's in the the Star Wars, which is it's in the Galactic Senate the on our forum well? in English. Okay. In French, it doesn't work. Oh, cool. So yeah, the the for the, the the link will be in the Galactic Senate. Uh, hello, my name is Leah, and I believe that I'm an extreme fan of sorts. For the last three years, I have collected reference information regarding Star Wars, and I have gathered together a huge Star Wars actors database. But since May of 2002, I have been the super collector. I was ordered strict bed rest due to, the, to an extremely high-risk pregnancy. I had a 15-pound tumor growing with my baby, which meant I could not get up for anything except for the bare essentials. I watch an inordinate amount of TV, listen to the radio, read and watch movie after movie. After I had my son, all turned out rather well, we're glad to hear it, I still had to take it easy. They were unable to remove the tumor because it would have risked my life. After having the, root, the, the tumor removed in late April, I had three more months of recovery time, which brought me back to July of this year. All this time I spent collecting and placing Star Wars references and a huge actor's database onto my website. I have the only Star Wars actor database in the world, which is nearing completion. There are nearly 400 actors, and more actors are being added as I find them. This database includes all actors in Star Wars vehicles, in Star Wars vehicles, films, TV shows, video games, etc. With or without lines, credit or uncredited, uh, or uncredited, that were seen on film, masked or not, or on the cutting room floor, like uh, Kevin with Biggs and <laughs> all the other all the other friends from uh, Mos Eisley. For almost all of the actors, I've included biographical information plus all their career information, including radio, video games, theater, TV, commercials, and miscellaneous info. I have well over 300 pages worth of information, and once I finish the actor's database, I will have over 400 pages plus 3,000 cultural references and climbing. Uh, Lee's site is www.nerf-herders-anonymous.net so it's herders with an S and anonymous with an S dot net. Uh, it's a s 
it's what I qualify as like a, a small website because it's a really simple basic look but all the informations you can find on that website are incredible mm-hmm. so here I go again www.nerf-herders.anonymous.net you have to drop by that website encourage her it's really cool there's also a picture of her and her son and uh, we wish you the best of life Lee uh, you're doing a really terrific job a really great job Jeez. And you inspired us to do a show on Star Wars reference. That's right. And uh, who knows, maybe you'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she's, uh, you know, that's, that's kind, of s- kind of stories uh, that are very interesting. Um, do we want to conclude on this? I think we do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the producer says yes. <laughs> yes, because we have other things to talk about and it's already... With the uh, lightsaber in his hands. It's already 15 to 10, so yeah. <laughs> it's getting late. <laughs> you have work tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> oh. I wake up at 5. I've got school tomorrow. I wake up at 5 too. <laughs> this I have is school bad. at 11.30. <laughs> no. Ha-ha. You lucky bastard. Okay, so you're going you're gonna to be wa- witnessing a, a live murder from the website. <laughs> 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 uh, they did it. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, what do you want to conclude on? I'm an extreme fan. Danny's a closet, no, closet extreme fan, and Kevisto uh, is an extreme fan. In the maybe there's, way. there's different type of of extreme fans. There's the annoying one, the the one that no, not necessarily <laughs> Sebastian. <laughs> Thank you for the pat on the back there. <laughs> there's worse than Sebastian. Uh, there's probably the extreme fan that doesn't exteriorize, or yeah, yeah. There's uh, and most of people are normal to, let's say, a great fan, to an big fan, yeah, without being extreme. Exactly. Like probably uh, there, Adam One is probably a great fan without being extreme. Yeah, he's he's in the mid range. Yeah, know. yeah. Uh, I'd I'd consider you and Kid probably be in the mid range as well. I'm definitely an extreme fan. I mean, uh, I hate five day hold pizza when I was in Indianapolis because I didn't had money to spend on the food? extremely like highly costly food that was around the, the convention center so uh, I hate a five day <laughs> five day whole piece of pizza but it was you were lu- sick no you were lucky I you was were never, lucky yeah everybody Come tells on. me that but, you know. no but five day old cheese that's okay uh, but it's, on but the it's TV cooked. it's cooked it's cooked uh, it's, so it's okay cooked. You know, it's all cooked. Was it refrigerated? Not even. No. It was oh, sitting on... Th- now, now, you, now you're yeah. playing with fire. Though. It was sitting on top of the TV. See, you yeah. know, tomato sauce and everything? On top of the TV for five days and he <laughs> ate it? Eesh, eesh, eesh. Sebastian? You got good yes. acid in your stomach. You're very lucky. I've got a troll stomach. What can I say? <laughs> I can basically eat rocks and it won't, like, kill me. At C3, you're not going to be eating five-day old pizza. Please. Will you be with me? <laughs> yes. Okay, then I can eat you. <laughs> I will buy you food. <laughs> Great, thank you. <laughs> Take you up on that. <laughs> um, Is gum food? No. <laughs> Close though, but no. <laughs> um, yeah, there are different kind of fans. Uh, if an extreme fan is annoying you, I think you should actually tell him. Yeah, and, and he, will co- he will cool down probably. He will probably listen to you and you know, take a look at what he does that is really annoying you and try Communication to Communication people. Yeah, try to not make it happen again. But I can tell you from experience that it's really hard. <laughs> uh, am I about to change? I don't think so. <laughs> P 
people will have to learn to live with me as I am, and I'm going to have to learn with people who hate just me. ignore him. Yeah, well... He's short enough. That's it, you know. Just don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Extreme fans are fans that are apart from other fans, but you should, like... They live Star Wars they live fully. S- they fully live Star Wars. Their life is Star Wars. They don't need a life. They already have one, and their life is Star Wars. Don't tell them to get a life, because they have one. That's right. Star Wars. It's true. <laughs> there you go. I, n- I will never understand that. But <laughs> you don't one have to understand it. Yeah. One day, my young Padawan. <laughs> oh, you, you will. You will learn your place. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, we're going to go to a small musical break. We're going to be listening to Sweet Emotions of Aerosmith. And we're going to be coming back with a little review of the final prophecy and uh, maybe yes, the new essential guide to yeah. vehicles and vessels. I will do it uh, pretty fast because it's getting late. It's so getting late. That's it. So I will be back after the, re- after the musical break.
Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Sitelan.net, c'est les toutes dernières actualités sur l'univers Star Wars. Plusieurs dossiers sur la saga. Des événements et rencontres entre fans. Un énorme forum de discussion. Une radio web à contenu 100% Star Wars, incluant une ligne ouverte en direct. Plusieurs concours ouverts au Québec et en Europe, et bien plus encore. Ne résistez pas à la tentation du côté obscur. Cliquez sur le www.sitelan.net. And welcome back to Star Wars on Direct. And right now we're going to go to our producer, who's going to give you give us a little review of uh, the NGO Final Prophecy. But book. you read the with book also, with so my help. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course. What did I like about this book? Uh, first, it was written by Greg Keys, which I like. Uh, it was w- very reminiscent of the Edge of Victory uh, duology, uh, Conquest and Rebirth. Uh, you got. The main character, Nim Nim, Nim Yem, Mem Yem, whatever. Mem <laughs> <laughs> Yem. Uh, and you got the priest Arar who was back, and Tairi, which is a character uh, from Great Keys. She's looking kind of cute now. Great <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Keys is, I don't remember exactly what. Uh, his diploma is uh, what he's an anthropologist or something. He has a background okay. in, in anthropology, so he, he has the quality to develop cultures. Hmm. I think that's why he was chosen for the, uh, the edge, uh, edge of Victory duology because he, de- uh, he developed probably more in this duology about the Yuuzhan uh, Vong culture than in any other books, and now he come back. He comes back to do the same thing with Zona Masikot, explaining yes. the origin of the Yuuzhan Vong again. even a little bit again with the Yuuzhan Vong, uh, with their religions and their beliefs as well. Yeah, so. that's it. So, d- for those people who, who like that, that kind of stuff, you will like the book a lot. Uh, even if there's a lot of unanswered questions, uh, we, we got some answers if you read between the lines, but... You're missing something. You see that Greg Keys ju- is just preparing the table for uh, the Unifying Force, which comes out uh, in two weeks or less than that, two weeks on November 4th. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> uh, in there, you got the rumor that Yemnim uh, with Arar and Nomanor as the prophet go. Go uh, to uh, goes to uh, Zonama Sekot and they research uh, the planet with uh, the living species there. Uh, they do some research and they discover that 
they discovered a secret in between the two species yeah, that, prob of that probably the, the Yuzangvang came from Zona Masika. That's right. It's not confirmed, but uh, it's it may be a uh, uh, it's really possible. Uh, you got in that book also. Uh, you see the other side of the the Galactic Alliance, which uh, was absent from a couple of books. Y you see them still battling against the Yuzenvang to get back some yeah. systems. You actually uh, learn that the Yuzenvang have been uh, grabbing onto more than they can chew. Exactly. And uh, so the Galactic Alliance was gaining back some system from them. Uh, it was uh, great to see Wedge. Uh, in action, in again. action, doing some great str strategy, uh, but the Yuzhang Wang also uh, developed some new technology. Uh, one of which is uh, some kind of of uh, ship that can uh, close down the holonet, mm -hmm. so a ship could not uh, talk to each other. So it was like s silence radio, and because of that, uh, Wedge was in deep trouble deep deep deep, deep trouble. trouble and but he was again at Bill Bringy system it's the same system he actually did the last the last fight against uh, against Tron, Tron. and uh, there's nice little little uh, beginning of a, of, mm -hmm. of a chapters there a reference to that yeah a little reference yeah. to that it's uh, Wedge was saved by a space station that was in orbit of uh, Bill Bringy uh, it was cloaked probably some something that was left from from uh, the Tron battle uh, I don't remember exactly it's a Golan Golan battle Golan station Golan battle station which saved the day with the yep. help of Jaina <laughs> uh, that was cool uh, you see great space battle and, and everything but uh, the storyline was more concentrated on the, s the getting to Zona Masika yes. uh, you got Koran uh, and Tahiri. Horn Tahiri that uh, that go to uh, Coruscant, Yuzantar, to get uh, uh, the priest Arar and uh, Niem Niem. Actually, they go there to get one of their uh, one of theirs, their their uh, links to that they have on one of their spies they have on uh, Yuzantar, yeah. and they end up picking up, uh, of course, Niem Niem because she wants to go mm -hmm. to Zana Masika and, and, and the prophet, which is Namanor. Yeah, so they, they so get the prophet and Arar so as well. So, so they go to. Uh, to investigate the, the the final the the prophecy of the planet that will save them all, and uh, when they get to the planet, they got a great feeling about the planet. They they kind of know that they come from there. It, they're so comfortable there, and so uh, Nim Nim uh, simply investigate, do some research, and to to find out the real story. Uh, behind the Yuzang Vang, uh, not the story of the god that Shimra is speaking about to yeah. uh, about Yun Yuzan yeah, uh, and uh, why every uh, soldier uh, Yuzang Vang is fighting for, which appear to be false, yes. uh, with the discovery of uh, Nim Nim. Uh, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, she get killed. She supposedly get killed. I think she is. Uh, by Nomanor, who decided to go back to Shimura uh, with the, the mention uh, that Arar and Nyem Nyem were traitors. 
and so they were about to discover the, the worst fear of uh, Shimra. Of Shimra, that's right. Yeah. So uh, he, he kills Yemnim. He, 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 he sabotages the hypergraph of the of Zona Masikat, which uh, with, with a program that Yemnim was preparing just in case. And uh, just in case Zona Masikat would actually be dangerous yeah. uh, to the to the Yuzan Vong. Exactly. But when she got there and she did her research and her experiments, mm-hmm. she actually accessed uh, Zona Masikat's memory yeah. through Kwasha, and uh, she learned all the secrets and everything. It really, really, like, messed her up, I mm-hmm. would say, because she was really surprised and moved by all that she learned uh, from Zona Masikat. And just when she was going to tell Tahiri, uh, she did go take she, a break. She decided to actually to take a little time to think about and rest. all she knew about it. And, uh, and, that's, rest, when and that's when Nomanor killed her with a rock on the head. Yeah, Ouch! Yeah, he, he beat her up with a, a big rock uh, uh, on her temple. <laughs> Definitely, that that's and it's that really was graphic. graphic. Yeah. yeah, you can see it happen. You know, <laughs> as if I was like, okay, I can see the spasms going. Yeah. <laughs> and after that, Nomanor goes right through the the big hyperdrive engine, which were coming out of the ground, and he goes down there to to he was thinking he implants a virus into yeah. the art of into the what he believes is the heart of Zona Masikat. Yeah. He, he thought it, it, he would kill, make, yeah. like, kill the planet or make it explode or something. That's it. And uh, the priest Arar, uh, which was beginning to believe that Zona Masikat was their true home or something like that, also tried to uh, to help Koran and Tahiri, but he got killed lo- also by Nomanor. Uh, we think he, he, he was thrown off a cliff. Yeah. We think he died, but, you know, being well, thrown off, off a cliff is possible to... Yeah, it, it, you can have, like, tons of possibly happening there. Yeah. Uh, however, at the time he was thrown off the cliff, Zona Masikat, uh force powers were probably diminished by uh, the treason of uh, Namanor, mm-hmm. and the planet was really sick at that point. Yeah. Uh, a couple of uh, minutes later, I'd say... They jumped into hyperspace, and Zona Masikat came as Nanyim to the group of people mm-hmm. remaining alive, and uh, Luke and Mara as well. Mm-hmm. And they came there, and you know, Zonima said, "Well, everything's going to be fine. Uh, something bad just happened, uh, but I actually managed it. Managed it. Uh, I've sorry for the for, for the expression, but I farted a couple of of, of hyperdrives, and uh, mm-hmm. there you go. Here I am in hyperspace." And uh, she said that she still had a couple of things to think about because she now was aware of what the Yuzenvang were planning uh, mm-hmm. in more ways than you know the the Republic does. And she and also she decided to just like yeah. retire for for a while mm-hmm. and think about all of that. Yeah. No Manor eventually escaped the planet. Uh, that's the part that I didn't like. He escaped too easily. Yeah, uh, and uh, just uh, at the end of the uh, Zona Masikot was thrown into hyperspace unintentionally, and at the end of the of the book, it, it just comes it, out. It comes out of hyperspace, but we it didn't tell where. Yeah, they don't know where they are, and there's something like the last word you see is, and then the wind came, which is. 
it it makes you ask questions. You know, w- what kind of wind is it? Like just like from the breaking, uh, of the coming out of uh, of hyperspace, or what is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing uh, that guarantees that that tells us that this was a prelude to uh, the unifying force. Gretti setting up the table. He he did get the the all the Jedi lightsaber wielder at the same place, which is on Zona Masikot, and he got Jaina uh, Wedge and all the military uh, fighters at the same place. Mm-hmm. So you got two fronts ready to get into battle, which James Luceno will not have to explain. He will, uh, he will, because of that, be able to go right into action That's right. for 500-some pages. I, I do agree with you when you say that the, the Unifying Force is more of a prelude to... No, the, the, the Final Prophecy is more of a prelude. Uh, sorry, the, yeah. the, the Final Prophecy is more of a, of a prelude to uh, the Unifying Force. Mm-hmm. However, I do believe that there, James Lucino is going to have a lot of work to do. In patching up to do. In, in, in not, not patching up, a lot of work. Because it's not only patching up; it's really like he has to answer a lot of questions. Yeah. And even if he wants to raise some more, but I would and leave some unanswered. Yeah. But but I would say that Greg Keys gave the answer. James Lucino just got to confirm them. He doesn't have to explain them; he just have to confirm them. You know, uh, just the f- just knowing that the Yuzang Vong are from, from yeah from Zanamazikot, he just have to confirm it. From some kind of way. Yeah, that, that's yeah, easy. That's but then you gotta explain why, what happened, you know. Yeah, but where uh, does it come up from and everything? Yeah. But that doesn't take long. Uh, it was probably already written in the NGO Bible, so he he had to go along with that. Yeah, of course. So that's. But he did a great job overall. Yeah. Uh, I am. I'm gonna give the book only a six point five on ten. Okay. Uh, because. It was more of a book that made you sit down and look back at all of the things that happened in the life of the heroes and stuff like that for mo- most of the part of the, of the book. Uh, the, other, the other part, which is mostly actions uh, with space battles, as we haven't seen in a long time, and with uh, Jedi epic battles, like we haven't seen in a long time again. Uh, w- uh, one thing that I, fi- I find funny, uh, when Luke and uh, Mara and uh, Jason... Just came at the rescue of uh, just before No Manor escaped. Uh, there's a line that say Luke and Jason kind of came out of uh, of of the ship. Yeah, and they fought and they won. That's right. That's it. They're they fighting together now, you know. Yeah, and just that by one phrase, you knew that all the using one were dead instantly. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So Pre- pretty easy to actually like pick it up that way. Uh, great job, Greg. Uh, really enjoyed the book, but I yeah, you got a uh, couple of people uh, person dying. You got Nemim, you got Ara, you got Pashtrakan, and we we uh, we get to know uh, Palian's son. He got a son. We didn't yep. know that. And uh, named Davis. Actually, we don't. We're not gonna gonna. Leave the punch. We're gonna leave the punch for the okay. for Palin's son. But just that Palin actually had a son is something fairly amazing in itself. But we're gonna leave you to. We're gonna tell you go get the book, read it, and uh, you'll be quite surprised by Palin's son. Trust me. Mm-hmm. I can say it. It's something. It, it runs in the family. 
Yeah. <laughs> and for my part, I will give it an 8 out of 10. It was I one of the great book of uh, the uh, NGO series. I guess series. I was just deceived. I haven't read all of the NGO series, for those of you who, okay. who haven't been. That's problem. Yeah, that's it. For those of you who haven't been like listening to the show for, and don't know about me for, for, for very long... Um, the uh, I I've actually read the uh, the chrono. first three. Okay, I've, re- yeah, I've read the first three books, and then I zoned out, and I've read the um, the chronology from uh, what is it again? Time Tales. Time Tales. Thank you, from the Forge.net, and it really I was really looking forward for the last two books, because I have this theory about the fact that the NGO series is linked to the original Star Wars series. And therefore, the ending of that NGO series will tell us the ending of Episode Three. So that's why I just oh, that, that that's, that's no far way. That's that that that's is far that is definitely for another show. That is definitely no, for that, that's another far-fetch. show. However, <laughs> that's one of your crazy crazy <laughs> idea, like the lightsaber color. It's it's, yes, a, it's yes. like the lightsaber theory. It's like it, <laughs> like something crazy like that, that's and right. which. Uh, another of your theory there's a second sense to all the Star Wars title that's another crazy theory no there is <laughs> we're gonna have a show where it's Seb's crazy theories yeah <laughs> that could oh, be a good yeah. thing for, for the next show actually yeah. we could do that on the next show <laughs> Sebastian crazy theory yeah get blasted the, the Sebastian the extreme fan who got crazy theories yeah <laughs> go ahead sure why not, why not? it will be send fun send in your emails now s-w-e-n-d-i-r-e-c-t dot com studio studio and direct dot com direct dot com there you go uh, but anyway to go back to it I was a little bit deceived uh, by by his book because I was expecting a lot to happen but I, I, I'm still so there are like 19 books yeah yeah but he, he, it's, it's, it's the last two books it's the last two books no so, I think so. you you meant that the, the end is getting in their eerie uh, it's hurrying up the yeah. end well originally there were supposed to be like 25 books uh, 21 yeah 21 books yeah. So. but in any case uh, another great book came up uh, this week I believe uh, no at the same time as uh, The Final Prophecy so oh, okay. I didn't bought it uh, at the same, same time, time. It, it was the it, it's not actually a novel it's the new essential guide to vehicle and vessels uh, the series uh, there was the essential guide uh, uh, the first one uh, came out in uh, a couple of years ago. 90s. In the mid 90s, let's just say like <laughs> In March 96. Mid 90s. So it's been seven years ago. Uh, the first vehicle and vessel guide came out. And now, they, they after uh, seven essential guide, they began again the, the, with the new essential guide. They, they're beginning again the rotation. Uh, last year uh, we got the new essential guide to characters or mm-hmm. at the start of 2003 and now the, the essential guide to vehicle came out uh, it's really well done uh, eventually you won't get episode 3 information in there you won't get uh, information uh, on vessel uh, of the end of the NGO series because it was written during the uh, the actual NGO series exactly, exactly. but uh, you got a lot uh, since '96 you got a there lot been of a lot of evolution in ships uh, and a and lot of books came out since '96 yeah. a lot of books and two movies 
Yes, and two movies also which are mentioned in that book. That's right. So uh, they had they had to to cut out some. They, they had to make space for some yeah. like more recent ships. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a really great guide. Uh, if you haven't picked it up yet, and you're like any anywhere near my f- extreme fanness, <laughs> you should go because the, uh, the, the all the colors information is incredible. It's uh, beautiful. Yeah, how do you see mise en page in English? Uh, how, English. how it's set up? Uh, how the page setup is the page setup is great. You got it looks like a data pad. Yeah, you it's uh, that's it. And you got on the left, uh, you got a kind of perspective picture, uh, not schematic, but uh, a picture, uh, a drawing, which is great. The uh, the illustrator is called Ian Fullwood. He's from England, and uh, there's a, a brief description for for each ship without going into too much detail. You don't need to. No. Uh, people are more uh, here to see the ship, what it looks like. Uh, you still got uh, schematics uh, with uh, the front view and the side view, with a couple of uh, emplacement. Uh, you see where the laser cannon is. And the name in Orabash. Oh yes, I didn't saw that. And uh, uh, you also got uh, at the start of the book, at the beginning, you got some kind. Uh, you got the history of all the. The uh, manufacturers, manufacturers of the the ships and vessel. So uh, and even the Yuzen Vongs, even the Yuzen Vong and the Zonamasikat, uh, the shippers, yeah. sh- uh, shipbuilders. You got all the the companies in there, and uh, obviously uh, you got c- some companies that have more history, like the Kuat Drive Yard, which get more explanation. Uh, you got the list of all their ships, income and and everything. That's great. Uh, you got to get this book also for that. Uh, at the end, you got uh, some uh, other vehicle and vessel of note. So those vehicles got only a paragraph uh, uh, with a couple of pictures uh, for some of them. Uh, probably that they're important, but not as important. As uh, as all the other uh, all the other ships in the Star Wars because, side, of course, uh, because they got uh, one page. Uh, you get at the end all the major battles. Uh, you got uh, uh, the schematics for b- the Battle of Naboo, the Battle of Geonosis. We skip episode three, <laughs> and Obviously. you get the ba- Battle of Yavin, of Oth, and Battle of Endor. Uh, this book is 24.95 in the US, US and uh, 37.95 in Canada. Canada. Ouch. Ouch! And after that, they wonder why we want to go to the US to buy our stuff. Yeah. I'm definitely buying this in the United States. For the one who's uh, wonder, who's wondering, you got about 10 to 12 US on one ship in there. Uh, almost all of them are illustrated. So uh, for people who was wondering how the ship looks. It's it's really uh, it's really cool. You can see a world ship. I'm gonna we're gonna try to show it on the on the uh, on the webcam. On the webcam. It's it looks like the galaxy, and you can uh, you got some de- some details and it's it's really great. So I'm. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> okay, let's see uh, if on uh, we can see it on the webcam. Yeah, I've got the. Uh, 
the the image pop up here. Actually, lower it down. No, yeah. take your hands that way. Yeah. You want to have it like as. No, it's a little bit lower. Well, you can see the this spiral thing that looks mm -hmm. like a, a a galaxy. That's a world ship. So, uh, and it's great pictures and it's super picture. So, uh, if you you are in those kind of if you like those kind of things, it's a, a really must. It's an essential guide, like the title said. That's it. If, if you're into uh, uh, modelism or any it's kind of, good for RPG you know, in art and yeah, stuff RPG, like that. Yeah. yeah, You don't have the stats, but uh, you have the drawings. Yeah. So that's basically it. I, uh, on 10, I would give it a, an 8 or a 9. 9.5. It's one of the best. Uh, with the, 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 new, uh, the, the new essential guide, the characters and the vehicle and vessel... Uh, are really great so it's great worth it, it, it's, yeah. it's worth the 40 Canadian dollars it's definitely worth the 25 American dollars yeah. I'd say it's about as revolutionary as the originals were yeah yeah. seven years ago uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so you see <laughs> the rotation is seven years yeah. <laughs> one a year wow yeah. so that brings us to for the next one to 2010 <laughs> with the ships wait. and episode of episode 3 and stuff like yeah. that I don't remember which one is next. I think it would be Planet and Moon. I think it's, I think it's weapons. Ah, yeah, weapons and technolo technology. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we're gonna and see after the that, the Planet and Moon. We're going to see the episode one uh, it Jedi communicators yet. and stuff like that. You know, how to build your own uh, lady shave uh, <laughs> communicator. Yeah. Okay, well, that's it for the reviews of the books. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, now we're going to be talking about the community updates. Producer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is your time. And Raven, if you're still listening to us, we definitely need an intro for the, <laughs> for the community updates. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with the convention happening in the United States, uh, starting from October 24th, which is next weekend, uh, up to a little bit av uh, to mid-November. Uh, for more information on, this co on these conventions, you can always go to the www net slash cons slash that's cons with an S-C-O-N-S as easy as that so there's going to be the Mile High Con 34 in Lakewood, Colorado from October 24th to 26th with uh, none other than Walter John Williams as a Star Wars guest Dallas Comic Con in Plano, Texas from October 25th to 26th with about seven uh, Star Wars guests including Anthony Daniels, Dave Prowse and none other than Michonne Boriag very nice lady and very cool to talk to Scandinavian Sci-Fi Toy and Game Convention will be happening from October 25th to 26th and you'll be able to actually meet with Ray Park over there Armadacon in, uh, in Plymouth, UK on October 31st from October 31st to November 2nd so I'm sorry about that Star Wars guests include Andy Sekambe that was really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Las Vegas Comic Con will be happening in Las Vegas, Nevada, from October 31st to November 2nd. And the Neon City Garrison 501st Imperial Troops will be there. Of course, a plenty of more stuff. You've got to stop taking your helmet off, dude. <laughs> Concept from uh, November, on November 8th in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, will be actually hosting Michael Sheard, Admiral Ozzel, as a guest. 
And JediCon 2003 will be happening in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, November 8th, the same day. Uh, a lot of events. There's no live update right as of now as to uh, Star Wars guests. And of course, in Montreal again, Sci-Fi Exposition, Montreal, Quebec, Canada, November 14th through 16th, including uh, Peter Mayhew and Bruce Jones, uh, as well as, of course, ourselves. We're going to be there. We don't know what we're going to do yet, but we're going to be there. Participating, obviously. 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 So, what's up next here in Montreal? Uh, we're actually going to be having our annual Halloween uh, Halloween uh, party here on, on uh, October 31st. And it's going to be held by yours truly at his place. And we're going to have... His humble abode. Yes, we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, of course, the week after that, on November 6th, there's a special supper with Michael Sheard. For all of you who are listening out there who would like to participate in that supper, it is very urgent you contact me. <laughs> you can do so by writing an email at studio at com with Michael Sheard as the uh, subject. I will answer to you pronto. And, uh, of course, there's also... Uh, the concept and uh, SFX convention, which will we, which will we'll, we will both attend and uh, do cool stuff with fans all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was not cool. Okay, extreme fans, not to do again. Okay, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> There's uh, Adam. One who was wondering if we would do a show for the Clone War cartoons. Which is actually happening on November 7th uh, for the hyperspace yeah. uh, Which members. Which won't be broadcast in Canada. Thank you, Teletoon Canada. If someone listens and works there, please go kill your boss. Well, you know, no, no, no. I, I, I'm, ta- <laughs> I'm saying this to Lucasfilm, actually. Actually, it's not the fault of the, it's not Lucas, Lucas fault. The, the company in Canada that <laughs> didn't, buy the, didn't buy the <laughs> didn't buy the rights. Yeah. But no. we will show you on our hyperspace yeah. accounts. I don't but, uh, hyperspace. For uh, price. Our net show is supposed to be November 2nd so that's right that c- will not be the subject on November 2nd definitely not however we're, we've been thinking and uh, it probably will be the uh, Seb's crazy theories on Star Wars <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that could be I mean I, I don't mind I could do it maybe not only yours but some of the some of the fans always yeah. as well you know. yes, what's your most Darth crazy Maul theory is coming back in episode 3 <laughs> as a flying cyborg okay oh, oh. I've seen it <laughs> Where? (laughs) (laughs) You smoke too much weed, man. (laughs) That is not true. (laughs) Of course it's not. Of course it's not. In any case, uh, we're still looking for someone, for men and women, who, with good communication skills, are doing the major convention circuits in the U.S. That's Dragon Con, Gen Con, Comic Con, Wizard World. uh, We got Adam One right now, which is going to... Almost all of them. I know. Isn't he cool? And uh, this Star Wars uh, under a correspondent would record interviews for our show with Star Wars personalities and fans. This person will have the equipment and software to record and edit audio file to be sent to us. You think you could help us? Send us an email at studio at swendirect.com and the title to be SWD correspondent. Uh, of course... We have Adam, as we were saying earlier, but we need more people. The more we have, the better interviews the we can get. The easier it will be for every, everyone. That's right, and if two conventions are happening at the same time, well, we can interview two people at the same time as well without having to split our actual correspondence in two, pe- in two halves. Uh, as we were saying earlier, the next show will be on November 2nd. Uh, should be. Should be. Oh, come on, will be. 
Should. <laughs> should. Should. Damn. Always should. Always should. Yep. Should Leave always. things up in the air. Keeps it interesting. Okay. The next show should be on November second. However, <laughs> if you want to know, if you have a, if you want to hear about it, just visit swundirect.com for more updates on upcoming shows. And if you have any comments, if you think I am too much of a Star Wars freak, extreme fan, freak, geek, whatever you want to call me, I'll take it all. You can send us. Yeah, you can send us your comments at studio at swendirect.com. And of course, as usual, we would like to thank our sponsors, Setland.net, Legends Action Figures, SimpleNet, and the partners StarWarsFanWorks.com and TheForge.net for all their great work and everything for they provide For publicity us. of our show. Exactly. Um, wow. What do we have here? It's like, we've got ten people now in the chat. So cool. <laughs> ten? Well, okay, I'm exaggerating. But <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, people who are listening to us, you know, they have to believe that there's more and more people in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> in any case, uh, we're going to let you go for tonight, guys. Uh, thank you for being <laughs> with us. Speaking of crazy theory, man, this one is really good. TND tells us that Palpatine is not serious. That's a crazy theory. Thank you. <laughs> keep them coming. Yeah, keep them coming. Send, send your crazy theories to studio at SWundirect.com. Com, and we're going to be reading them, re- reading them all, and we're definitely going to be making a show on uh, the best uh, crazy theories you have over it there. It should be very funny. Yeah, yes. a very funny kind of show. And as as uh, Danny actually mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking. We're going to actually have a show on ref- Star Wars references, and we'd like to know. We will get to. Well, let's not do some more research yeah, because there's a lot of things to talk about. We have about a lot there. of research to do. We also have a lot of PR to do because we want to. Hi- we, ha- we have someone very special we'd like to interview for that particular show. But without telling who it is, uh, we can just say that... What? Don't say any more because I know you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that we would like to have our fans send us their favorite Star Wars references. Yep. Yes. You got scared there, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think Danny and I both got very scared. I was about to, to <laughs> click mute uh, right there. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to have to go for tonight. Uh, and uh, if you're listening to this in the afternoon, thank you for listening to the rerun of the show. <laughs> and, of course... Don't call the telephone number. Please. Well, but we're calling them now. So that's right. We're calling. There's no... Even calling if you have it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So, we hope to see you next time on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. This show has been brought to you by SimpleNet. Webmasters, online gamers, or administrators of e-business. At SimpleNet, we will always have a solution to meet your needs. You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom.
Be sure to visit www.swandirect.com for more information about upcoming shows. Cyclan.net, c'est... Les toutes dernières actualités sur l'univers Star Wars. Plusieurs dossiers sur la saga. Des événements et rencontres entre fans. Un énorme forum de discussion. Une radio web à contenu 100% Star Wars incluant une ligne ouverte en direct. Plusieurs concours ouverts au Québec et en Europe. Et bien plus encore. Ne résistez pas à la tentation du côté obscur. Cliquez sur le www.citlan.net. Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. Hi, I'm Sean Lee. I'm Shane Dix, and we're the authors of the new Jedi Order trilogy, Wars Heretic. You're listening to Star Wars on direct. 